Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. We are celebrating Yom Yerushalayim number 50. We are also celebrating Yad Sarah 40. What's that all about? We'll explain the entire thing with our visit to Yad Sarah in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh, coming up right here on JM in the AM.
gentleman who uh, really celebrated Jerusalem last night at Binyanei Homa. That's Yaakov Shweki, part of the uh, Mizrahi uh, mission to Israel that we've been speaking about for months, and that brought us to Yerushalayim number 50, and you're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM the AM on this era of Yom Yerushalayim, as we say, Chag Yerushalayim Sameach, and bring you a taste of what's happening in the Holy City, uh, especially today, day two of the presidential trip to Jerusalem. Uh, here at JM in the AM. We are in the uh, lobby, the uh, bustling and incredible lobby of Yad Sarah. We are celebrating 50 of Jerusalem. We are celebrating 40 of Yad Sarah. Believe it or not, this incredible organization that's known to every Israeli and anybody who's uh, familiar at all with Israeli society uh, is now celebrating 40 years. Pretty remarkable. And this 40th anniversary is going to give us an opportunity to really highlight the incredible work of Yad Sarah. Uh, to our international audience and specifically to our, uh, specifically to our um, uh, New York, New Jersey, and United States audience, uh, many of whom may not be familiar uh, with the incredible organization that it is, founded by the uh, former mayor of Jerusalem, Uri Lopolyansky, 40 years ago, and now enjoying uh, an unbelievable presence in the Holy Land, both in Jerusalem and throughout the entire state of Israel. Uh, David Rotner is with us. He's spokesman for Yad Sarah. First of all, thank you very much for welcoming us here today. Good morning. Welcome to the Yad Sarah headquarters here in Jerusalem. Greatly appreciate that. And I will say Mazal Tov because it's going to be at least a year, maybe even longer of Mazal Tov, so the 40th anniversary of Yad Sarah. It's, uh, thank you very much. It's um, happy birthday not only to people of Yad Sarah, to the people of Israel, because almost every family in Israel has used one of Yatzara services, over 100 branches from the Golan and uh, the Galilee, Kiryachmon up north, down to Eilat. I don't think, and based on what you just said, I'm sure you can confirm that there's anybody in this country not familiar with the incredible services of Yatzara and what's been happening over the last 40 years. Uh, some people internationally are familiar with it, get an opportunity to visit, to see what it's all about, and once they do, they really get hooked on the idea. Uh, but others are not that familiar, and that's our purpose here, to make sure that people who are not that familiar with Yad Sarah start to uh, discover it and become familiar with the services that are provided. We always say that uh, any Israeli could be affiliated to Yad Sarah because not only um, by receive, receiving uh, one of the services, if it's lending um, medical equipment, if it's transportation, if it's legal aid, or any other of the home care services, but there's always an opportunity to volunteer, always an opportunity to be part of the organization because it does so many good things to so many people and, and many people think, uh, they feel that since they were helped by Yatsarat, so when they have an opportunity, it's a good, oppor- a good time also to uh, give back to the organization, basically to give back to the people in Israel. David Rotner with us, spokesman for Yatsarat, as we kick off day two of our journey to Jerusalem at YY50, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Uh, you mentioned all the different services and the different things that people um, uh, take advantage of when it comes to Yatsarat. The first and primary among them is the founding uh, I guess idea of the organization that's equipment uh, equipment lending not rental but lending no, lending, Act- lending actual free lending to anybody in the country that needs it and we're talking about branches all over the country some of which we saw the last time we visited Israel uh, over 100 branches we have branches in big cities we have branches in hospitals we have um, that's how it started in Uri Lepolyansky's home we have branches little branches people devote um, a cabinet two cabinets right. a half a room in their apartment and then it's a 24 7 people knock on the door and they just borrow it could be a breast pump it could be a, a pair of crutches someone who fell in the middle of the street and they need uh, 
and that's what's uh, so special and unique. And we'll talk more about that as we get into the whole equipment lending topic later on. We should just mention one other thing before we introduce our next guest, and that is um, the number of volunteers. It's a staggering figure. I think only in Israel and only among the Jewish people would you see this type of response when volunteers are called for. We have over, over 7,000 volunteers, and we have requests from seven and eight and nine-year-old children who want to volunteer. And we have a volunteer over, the, over 100 years old. And it's amazing. And you see uh, secular, and you see Haredi, and you see national religious, and you see kibbutznikim, uh, and you see older and younger, and people who are um, uh, socially and econo economically the uh, better situation. And uh, every com everyone comes, and uh, unfortunately, there aren't many organizations in Israel that unify so many different people with different backgrounds. Um, and Yad Sarah is one of them. Um, we, uh, we are in the lobby of Yad Sarah. A lot of activity, a lot of great uh, noise. As it's a, Like I said, a very bustling atmosphere. Just tell me for half a minute, I know the answer, but tell the audience what's going to be happening in that room in the next few minutes. On the visitor center, we have an um, outstanding uh, new presentation, the uh, um, giving uh, experience here in Israel. Um, Tourists, uh, but not only tourists, any visitor could come. It could be um, students, it could be soldiers, it could be um, senior groups, it could be individuals, it could be families, Barbara Bat Mitzvah projects. They come in for an hour and a half. They, uh, they're exposed to um, extraordinary uh, um, films and a tour. And basically it shows the, the heart and the giving of the people in Israel here at Yad Sarah. Um, it's the only... Uh, it's very effective, by the way. Oh, thank Extremely you very much. Effective. Thank you very much. And, <laughs> and Avi, we'll, we'll be speaking about it later, but uh, we encourage everyone who's coming to Jerusalem, anyone who's coming to Israel, to stop by for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, it's something different than anything else you'll see anywhere. All right, David Rotner will rejoin us, of course. He's spokesman for Yad Sarah. We're going to move our next guest into his position in a second. I do want to mention and reiterate what he just said. Uh, when you come here, when you come to Israel, not when you come to Yad Sarah specifically. Obviously, if you're in this building, you're going to go to the visitor center and see an incredible audiovisual presentation. But when you come to Israel, make this one of your stops. Uh, there are many people who visit many different visitor centers and information centers around the country and take advantage of the really unique ways that they that each organization has to present their uh, their cause and to present their um, uh, their um, uh, mission. The um, the one here at Yad Sarah is incredible. It's not only informative and inspiring, it's also entertaining, frankly. So come and see it and see what they do on a daily basis. You will be enthralled by the tour and... Um, uh, the time will just go by like that. We've done it a couple of times. It really is awe-inspiring. Uh, Clara Pilpel is with us. Uh, Clara, I'm sorry? Carla. Carla, excuse me. Carla, <laughs> Carla Pilpel, <laughs> we, we must correct that, is with us. And uh, she is a, uh, a volunteer here at Yad Saran. The project is recording life stories of survivors. First of all, good morning, and thank you for joining us. Pleasure to join. A pleasure to have and you here. Uh, welcome to Yad Sarah. Thank you. Welcome to Jerusalem thank on you. Jerusalem Day. Thank you very much. When was the first time you were in Yad Sarah? I have no idea. Many, many years ago. Do you remember why? What the circumstances were? Well, <coughs> as uh, I've I've always volunteered all my life, even when I was working, even when I had children, and so on and so forth. That's part of my education, and. Uh, I found that what Yad Sarah is doing is fantastic, so I came, and I'm here. 
Why is this project, Recording Life Stories of Survivors, so important? And for those of us who understand its importance, why does it fit in well with the Yad Sarah's mission? It's not, we're, not only, uh, we're not only writing about survivors. It started off with survivors. But uh, luckily, in the last few years, we've been going on to people who came from the East as well. Mm -hmm. And you can't imagine the fantastic stories that we get people who have suffered so terribly. I'll give you an, an example. I had a lady from Damascus who had exactly the same childhood with the same hatred of Jews as I had in Berlin. I, I was in Berlin till the age of seven and uh, I just didn't know about it. And uh, you learn so much you can't imagine. It's fantastic. And then another lady who they came on Aliyah illegally uh, they were made to from Iraq. They were made to wear Arab dresses in order not to uh, uh, attract attention. Right. And on the way, they had to pay all sorts of people in order not to get rid of, uh, to take them back into prison in, in Iraq. It, it, wonderful stories. How do they compare with your story? Well, uh, my story, I don't know whether you've heard of the kinder transport. Certainly have. I came on the kinder transport at the age of seven from uh, Germany to England, and unfortunately my parents uh, didn't make it. And I've got quite a long story, and of course I didn't talk about it for many, many years. And then one day my son, who was one of my sons who was already over 40, said, you know, Emma, I, I always wanted to ask you all sorts of questions. I never dared. So that made me write a book about my past. And <clears throat> I wrote it in Hebrew because of my grandchildren. And since then I've opened up and I've decided I've got to help other people to open up. What's the name of the book? Lezichram, in their memories, in my parents' memories. Carla Pilpel is here. She's a volunteer at Yad Sarah. We're talking about recording life stories of survivors and others. Uh, why does this whole mission fit in well with Yad Sarah? Because Yad, Yad Sarah is helping people physically and mentally. And I think this of writing your stories is a, is a fantastic help mentally. It's, it's even better than a psychologist or a psychiatrist. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. I have a lady whose book I, I wrote this year. She was born in Israel, came from a very rich family and married a man her parents didn't approve of. They were right, he beat her and he was very cruel to her and she didn't want to write about it because of her children, but she talked to me about it, which means that the moment you start writing, you, you bring up all sorts of things which you don't talk about, but once you talk about them, it relieves you. And up to this day, we are very good friends. She lives not far from me, and usually we meet at the weekends. She's alone, and I'm alone. And it's wonderful. It's I, And she's always saying, thank you how much I've helped her. I said, it's not me, it's Yad Sarah. <laughs> One <laughs> of the things that we're going to ask most, if not all of our guests today, is why those who are listening right now should make this a stop when they come specifically to Yerushalayim. What would you say to people listening who have never <clears throat> been here? Well, I think that we can be very proud of Yad Sarah because of the vast amount of volunteers. And unfortunately, on the media, we don't hear the good things. 
I meet so many good people. I don't only volunteer in Yatsara, I volunteer somewhere else. I volunteer in a club where everything one does is without money. They, they get, uh, it, it's unbelievable. And so many people working there and working very, very hard. And you, why, why don't they talk about that on the media? They only talk about killing and about uh, raping and about only bad things. I can't understand it. When they come to Yatsara, they find inspiring stories wonderful. and heartwarming tales. And you get you you meet the most wonderful people. There's one lady who works. There's a cafeteria in Yatsara where you can get a meal for very little money. And there's one lady who works there who lives in an old age home. She walks with a stick, and yet she comes and volunteers. And I know it's not easy for her. And I think it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Carla, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, and thank, thank you, you for much. having me. A pleasure. And next time people who visit Yatsara, they'll be able to come and experience some of the things that you're talking about today. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you so much. A pleasure. And, uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your visit to Israel. Greatly appreciate that. More coming up. Chag Yushalayim Sameach. Yes. <laughs> Carla is correct. Come on, Aliyah, as we always tell people. But when she says it, she says it from a position of not being a hypocrite <laughs> like some of us. More coming up if you keep it here on a Tuesday morning from Yerushalayim at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. We're in Yerushalayim. It's YY50. Tomorrow we're on the balcony of Aisha Torah live between uh, 6 and 9 a.m. with our friends at Amit. Uh, we'll be overlooking Harabayat on Yom Yerushalayim itself. Today on Erev Yom Yerushalayim, we are at one of the incredible um, most precious uh, buildings in the entire city, in the entire country, actually. That's Yad Sarah. Those of you who've never been here, um, when you do visit, you'll be treated to an amazing audiovisual presentation. You'll be treated to an incredible tour, and you'll be treated to a really inspiring morning or afternoon, whenever it is that you show up. Um, there are so many different departments and so many different services that they offer. Each one of them deserves a lot of attention. We're trying to do that this morning, but you'll see what I mean when you come and visit Israel and check out Yad Sarah. By the way, as we celebrate Jerusalem's 50th, Yad Sarah has started their 40th anniversary campaign, and uh, we wish them a very happy 40th. This year is going to be extra special as they become even more well-known internationally. Uh, within Israel, as we explained earlier, every family knows about Yad Sarah. Nachum Gitman is with us, director of the emergency response system. The emergency button worn on the wrist activates the system, the emergency alarm response system, from any room in the house. Now, I have seen this in action. And uh, as, the, as the blurb says in the control room, uh, all the person's information, name, address, medical details, etc., uh, pop up. There's uh, direct contact between the uh, dispatchers and the police and or fire and or medical services. And it really is a remarkable response system. When you come to Yad Sarah, you as a visitor are treated to a tour of that specific area. And you'll see what I mean. Nachum Gitman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. It's a very impressive system to say the least. Yes, uh, Yad Sarah always provide the top of the technology we have um, that we know always people will be secured and safe at home. And um, Yad Sarah's uh, call center, emergency call center, exists more than 30 years. It's the first one in Israel. And uh, like I said, always uh, the top of the technology. Uh, now we have a new device that also could um, tell us when someone will fall down. Right, without, it's unbelievable. Yes, without <laughs> impressing the button. And that's something very new. And all of that we could provide to anyone uh, without any cost at all. So if someone passes out, uh, you'll know about it. Your emergency center will know about it within seconds. Um, it, by the way, the, am I right that the emergency response system or center that we see here in Jerusalem takes care of the entire country, am I right? That's correct. It takes it uh, all over the country, and we have technicians all over from Kiryat Shmona to Eilat that could provide the service if you, someone wants a technician to come and fix it up in, in this place. And if you want 48 hours, we could do that. Uh, from the time that someone presses the button, they are responded to within... Average six seconds. Yeah, six seconds. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. That's, yeah, that's that. amazing. You know, everyone who comes on the air, we ask them for stories from their department, no matter what show we're doing. Uh, in your case, it's probably not a challenge. <laughs> yes, every, every, time that, every time that response button goes off, there's another story. Every call uh, is a story, and we save lives every day, uh, a, few, a few times uh, in the list. Uh, we have stories that um, a few weeks ago, some we got a call from the new device, uh, a fall-down alert. Right. Uh, we tried to sp speak to the woman. She was 90 years old. She didn't respond. We called her son. She, he said, I'm right here. I will go up. He, didn't, uh, he, didn't, he had a key for the door, but he, can, he, he didn't be successful. He couldn't get in. Yeah, that's correct. And um, we, we called the, the emergency, uh, the police, the fire truck. They, they, they had to take down the door. 
and uh, they found it there on the floor. She right. she she can't. She collapsed. Yeah, she collapsed, and she didn't. Be, she won't be able to press the button. Right. And the new device, we were able to help her, and also in that situation. Nachum Gitman is here talking about the emergency alarm response system here at Yad Sarah, which takes care of the entire country. Um, how many people? How many people are serviced by this emergency response service? More than twenty thousand people are connected to the call center. And um, uh, every month we have hundreds on more coming every month. And uh, we have more than 10,000 uh, incoming calls every month. And uh, uh, hundreds of times we uh, send ambulances, uh, doctors, uh, medical advice on the phone. And also just to be there for the people. If someone feels lonely, we, we are here. We want to speak to him. We, we, we uh, encourage people to call us whenever they need. And we should mention that this happens no matter what day of the year. It could be Yom HaKippurim. Shabbat, Chagim, Yom Kippur, right. every Yom day. Yom Kippur, uh, you every guys day. are taking care of it. David Rotner is here, spokesman for Yad Sarah. I just David. wanted to add, it's, as you said, it's a 24-7 service. Um, but what's unique, I think two things that are, are unique with uh, this emergency alarm um, here at Yad Sarah is first of all, um, obviously we save lives every day. But we encourage people even to press the button and to speak to the volunteers, even if they're lonely, even if um, their husband or wife went out for a few minutes and they're afraid that they don't know what happened to them. We're interested in these calls. I call them a psychological calls. People that just uh, want someone to speak to, even if they press the button and they wish, uh, wish you a good morning or a good night or they want to know what time it is. That's uh, first of all. And second of all, um, there are many, uh, there are other centers like this uh, in Israel, not, but uh, first of all, we're, uh, the service is given free right. to everyone, just like any other Yatsa service. Um, and we believe that uh, service that's given by volunteers has its, its uh, special touch. Um, the volunteers are interested in speaking and they encourage them to, to speak and to find out how they are. And there is even a personal uh, relationships between um, the volunteers at the center and uh, the people who are sus uh, the sus subscribers. Uh, Nachum Gitman is here, director of the emergency response system. One of the things we should mention, by the way, is that when the information pops up, when somebody has pressed the button, what language they speak is going to be part of that information. So it could be Hebrew, French, English, Arabic. Yeah, that's correct. It's all taken care of. We will have it, all, all the options, and we will know uh, which language they speak, the exact address, uh, the medical situation of the person that's calling us. Uh, here we, we have a project now we're calling everyone to uh, update always all the information. If someone won't call us uh, in three months, we will call him. Right. What's going on? How do you feel? Uh, and that the idea of connection, always connecting to the person. And one of the things that we see in the audiovisual presentation is that this, this type of emergency response often leads to volunteers paying even more attention to specific patients, right? That's correct. Or follow up, make sure they're okay. That's correct. Them, we, like I said, we will call them afterwards. If someone got to the hospital with an ambulance, we will call them the day afterwards and we'll ask what's going on. How do you feel? You got back home and we will keep checking on them. No. You're doing a great job, and it's, uh, it's really amazing. And every time, it seems every time we come here, there's another uh, advance in the technology for the emergency alarm response system, which gets better and better. And I can only imagine um, how much money it saves families as this uh, service is provided absolutely for free. It's one of the reasons we encourage people to support Yad Sarah so that these types of services continue for That's the people right. here in Israel. Tadar Balacha, thank you very, very thank much. Thank you. Much appreciated. More coming up as we continue on a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. We are at Yad Sarah and we are celebrating Jerusalem 50 and Yad Sarah's 40th. 
I have turned 40 years old, and it's a year-long celebration, and we are part of it as more and more of our listeners internationally, especially in North America, learn about Yad Sarah. And we continue to remind you, anybody out there who wants to email us for information, you, you may do so when you visit Israel. You make sure to visit Yad Sarah. You make sure to make it part of your itinerary. You'll be extremely impressed by what you learn. More coming up at JM in the AM live from Yerushalayim.
JM and the AM on this uh, Tuesday morning as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim number 50. Last night we had the incredible privilege of being at the Mizrahi event of Binyanei Homa, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Uh, we're here all week, and tomorrow we'll be on the balcony of Eish HaTorah, uh, overlooking Harabayat, where better to be on Yom Yerushalayim itself. We'll be with our partners at Amit, uh, learn a lot about what they do in Israel, and we'll celebrate together Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, make sure to be tuned in to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network all through the week for all of our updates and information. We're at Yad Sarah. We mentioned that Jerusalem is celebrating 50. Yad Sarah is celebrating 40, 40 years of servicing the community. And when we mean community, boy, we mean the entire Israeli community with uh, 107 some branches. I think that number grows every single day. Uh, incredible centers for equipment lending and many other services. Uh, if you come to Israel, and summer's approaching, so we'll have a lot of our listeners coming to Israel at different times during the summer. You want to stop by Yad Sarah here in Jerusalem and to see their audiovisual presentation and be part of their incredible visitor center tour. It gives you an opportunity uh, to see what an amazing organization is doing uh, to support uh, people in Israel all around the country. It's really incredible. Saves the uh, government of Israel a uh, tremendous number of dollars, millions of dollars a year. And uh, you get to see it up close and personal when you visit Yad Sarah. So make sure to put them on your itinerary for the next time you're in the Holy Land. Uh, Yad Sarah, because of all the equipment they lend down, it could be anything from crutches to oxygen to wheelchairs and, and God knows how many other pieces of equipment. Um, they have uh, equipment maintenance workshops. Volunteers of the background and technology carry out the activities and the equipment maintenance workshops, checking and repairing all returned equipment. The equipment undergoes cleaning and disinfection before it's returned to the inventory of the medical equipment lending centers. It gives an opportunity for quote-unquote fresh pieces of equipment to leave Yad Sarah and get into the hands of those who need it. Two volunteers from the equipment repair shop are with us. Shmuel Treisman is here. Shalom. Welcome to JM and the AM. Glad to, oh, glad to be here. A Thank pleasure. You. How many years have you been with Yad Sarah? 20 years. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Leibowitz is with us. And uh, you have been here how long? Well, I've only been working here for a few months, but my wife is also a volunteer who's been here for many years more. So you've made Yad Sarah a family uh, yes, ambition. Yes, she uh, convinced me that it's uh, very, very worthwhile, which I know, and I've been very happy and satisfied since I've been here. What is a typical day like in the equipment maintenance workshop, Shmuel? Well, we come in in the morning and... Uh, you, you, you look and you see a pile of chairs, <laughs> wheelchairs from one end to the other end. And we start working on them. They come in from all over the country. There um, there's over 100 branches, as you know. And uh, we, we, we try to pick out the easy ones first because there's a lot of work <laughs> on them. Because there's a, there is a lot, of, a lot of pieces missing, a lot of parts are missing, and they come in pretty dirty. So there's a big job cleaning them and, and, and finding the parts. We do have to do a lot of improvisation because so most of these things have been uh, donated. Right. So it's not like you have a standard, uh, you have a standard stock. They're supply. all different. And in another department, we also have a carpentry department. Right. We, have, we, we repair um, canes. We repair walkers. A lot of people don't realize how much service uh, these items no, need. No, and, and what's nice is when people come in from the street with their, with their problems, they come into us and they get, they get very nice service. And they go, they leave with a smile. 
And it's very it's enjoyable just seeing them leave with a smile. And well, I just love working here. There are days when you could go through how many pieces of equipment? No, sometimes you could do only one. Right. Could take <laughs> the entire, could a very do, frustrating sometimes day. Sometimes you huh? do six or seven, right. I can imagine. Yes. Uh, Aaron, what do you think when you first got here? Was it a tough assignment at the beginning? Well, when I first started, uh, they only showed me easy things. <laughs> Good so, strategy. Uh, That's what we do with our staff. We show them all the so, easy parts. Right. But uh, very soon, I, I said, okay, just give me a wheelchair and uh, let's get it up on the table and then start working on it. And at that point, you realize that you, are, um, you have to check. There's many, many things. Right. Are the wheels wobbly? Um, did the brakes work properly? Is a part missing? Is suddenly you see that an arm isn't on right and it doesn't snap into place because the spring is missing from somewhere. You end up with, with so much work involved. And uh, we should add that just in the Beit Malacha, by the way, I think that we try to work between 80 to 90 chairs a day. And in the morning shift, there's at least 45 volunteers working. And we work in many, many different uh, aspects. There's people working on metal work. We have a, a person doing uh, the chairs themselves that, uh, let's say you need a upholstery. You can, I can look at a chair and say, oh, something happened to this chair. Uh, someone put some... Um, duct tape on it because they wanted to identify who the person was who's using it in a hospital. No. You try to get that duct tape off. <laughs> and then the guy, it, the it upholsterer, take, says, take a half hour no, to an you, you got to get that off before I can even put new upholstery on. Right. So WD-40, arm and elbow grease and who knows what else. Acetone. And, uh, whatever it takes, you get it off. You have to unscrew the pieces. You have to take them apart. You have to make sure in, on the bottom of the chair, you'd be surprised what's going on under there. Um, you have to have different, uh, all, all different kinds of uh, uh, equipment. You, you get uh, an, an entire toolbox and you work like crazy until you get everything. You take the chair off. And I, the last thing you have to say is that when the chair comes down off the table and you look at it and you say, Someone is going to be very happy to be able to use this, the, the satisfaction that you feel. And I have done not only regular chairs, but I've done them for children. Right. I was going to ask every you. time you do one for a child, right. and you say to yourself, look at that. I just finished the third one today. I worked hard, but some unfortunate child who is, uh, is completely disabled for the moment, maybe, maybe more than a moment, right. God forbid, and you can see uh, that someone is going to be happy to have this, whether they can express right. it or not. I was going to say, and that satisfaction in you is can't be can't. Be I was going to say you must get a lot of custom requests, right? I would guess that people in different situations, um, you know, whether they're the only custom request we would get is if someone comes in, as was off just mentioned, street, yeah. someone comes off the street and they walk in. They have nothing to do with Yatsara. They came in with their own private wheelchair right. or whatever it is they show up at our our uh, section and they say can someone help me get this thing working said oh, do, oh wait a minute this is we don't have that part we'll fabricate something for you wait a few minutes right. when we and we work and to so create done. what it needs to be able to send someone away happy and, and satisfied with what they've got. Shmuel Treisman is here and Aaron Leibowitz. They are from the equipment repair shop at Yad Sarah, something that you'll see in action when you come and visit Yad Sarah. How many colleagues do you have? How many people work in the repair shop? There's at least 45 in the different parts in mm -hmm. the morning wow. at once. 
uh, total altogether, I, I don't have the answer. Right. What do you do when you have a piece of equipment that can't be saved? Are you very frustrated? They take it apart and, <laughs> and use, use the parts. It. There's no such thing as something that's, uh, that's 100%. We don't know what to do with the whistle on the pig, but everything else, you know. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, by the way, this happens in other places in Israel? It must, right? Oh, no. This, this is the only oh, place we that do, repairs. We do, as so, far as I know. So, there's so, more? So when you see... Oh, I, was, I thought we were the only but when one. You, but when you see, when you see deliveries, uh, they're coming from multiple places around Israel. Yeah, there may I, be other I centers so. that do it, but I, multiple places around so. Israel right. are taking advantage of your service, and then those pieces of equipment go back out. Yes, that's for sure. And they hit the showroom floor, to, say, uh, <laughs> to, to put it mildly, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, the, uh, the the one of the most incredible parts of Yad Sara is the equipment maintenance workshop. People who come here will be able to see how they clean it, how they disinfect it. And when I say it, I could be referring to tens, if not hundreds, of different pieces of equipment that you gentlemen and others take care of. And um, um, Shmuel, you're here 20 years. You've probably yes. seen a tremendous amount. I I would assume yeah. that some people have told you how you've changed their their lives that you yeah, no, people not don't talk to me no, they don't say a word huh? you stay right there at the shop i don't see them <laughs> <laughs> no i see them but uh, but you know, i do i work mostly on the ones that come in off the truck right and that's that so you don't even realize how many people you're helping out there yes yes a pleasure to meet both of you thank you very much for joining here. us you're very welcome, welcome. yatsara is celebrating 40 years and we are here in jerusalem uh during the week of jerusalem 50 the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. It could be wheelchairs, crutches, walkers, hydraulic seats, hospital beds, air mattresses, electric air pumps, CPM machines, continuous progressive movement for leg and knee, shoulder, elbow, and fingers. It could be exercise bicycles and treadmills. It could be oxygen concentrators. It could be cardiac apnea monitors. Could you imagine, I'm just scratching the surface in terms of some of the things that the uh, lending uh, equipment um, um, department is responsible for. And those who we just met, uh, both uh, Aaron and Shmuel, are part of a team, as you heard, uh, part of a team of, um, of uh, t tens of people who are constantly, who are constantly uh, servicing this equipment and who are constantly making sure to get that equipment back to the different centers so it can be utilized for other people. It really is a remarkable an incredible service, and keeping in mind that Yad Sara started with equipment rental, and when you come here, you'll see that as part of the audiovisual presentation, it all began with a need of specific equipment back in the mid-1970s in Jerusalem, hence the 40th anniversary that we're celebrating here at Yad Sara now this week. Um, uh, when, and, when you, uh, and when you see the, uh, the amount of equipment that they've gotten to at this point, it is simply Remarkable. More coming up. You are listening to JM and the AM on a Tuesday morning from Jerusalem as we continue with Yom Yushalayim 50 week. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget when you come to Israel, you want to uh, make sure to visit Yad Sara. Their visitor center is amazing. The audiovisual presentation is incredible. All we ask is that you put it on your itinerary as you visit Israel over the next few weeks. A reminder from all of us here at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Chag Yerushalayim Sameach all. Thanks so much for tuning in and being part of an incredible week for us and for you, our wonderful audience members, as we celebrate 50 years of Yom Yerushalayim. And today we get to celebrate 40 years of Yad Sarah. Yad Sarah is known for so many different things now. We mentioned that it began as a uh, equipment, uh, medical equipment lending service 40 years ago under the direction of Uri Lepolyansky, who served 
as, uh, as uh, Jerusalem's mayor, of course. And the way before he was mayor, he was uh, lending out equipment from his home in Yerushalayim. And now today, over 100 uh, different um, uh, branches of Yad Sarai exist, many of them lending equipment and many of them with other services as well. Uh, celebrate 40 years of Yad Sarah with our recommendation, which is when you come to Israel, as so many have this week, but many of you will be coming for Shavuos, many of you will be coming during the summer, of course. Uh, add Yad Sarah in Yerushalayim to your uh, itinerary. Their visitor center is inspiring, it's entertaining, it's a wonderful day to see a tour of an incredible facility and really gain a tremendous amount of respect for the work the volunteers and staff do here at Yad Sarah. Help celebrate their 40th. Again, it's Yad Sarah. Any information you need, you can email us. Anybody at the Nahum Siegel Network will tell you exactly how to get in touch with uh, Yad Sarah and plan your trip. David Rotner is with us. He, of course, is spokesman for Yad Sarah. That was quite a conversation regarding the uh, medical equipment and how each and every piece has to be inspected and repaired, most likely, every time a piece of equipment comes, in ba- comes back to Yad Sarah. We have um, a large and incredible uh, storage room of pieces. <laughs> and even people co- who have their own private uh, equipment come to Yad Sarah and ask the volunteers to fix it. But I, I wanted to add sure. is, first of all, that um, the main workshop is here in Jerusalem, right. but we have little tiny workshops om- almost in every branch, and then in every region we have also workshops. We have r- workshops also, um, electromechanic um, workshops, and we have um, volunteers who fix oxygen concentrators, and not only does it um, save Yad Sarah hundreds of uh, thousands of shekels. Just imagine if we uh, lend out every year over 350,000 pieces of equipment. Right. If we had to outsource it, it would have cost, uh, cost us a tremendous amount of money. That's on the one hand that it saves Yad Sarah money, but what, it, what does it do to the volunteer? Just imagine a, ma- um, a volunteer. He was a mechanic for 40 years, 45 years. He was in the army and then he had a garage. And then he retires at the age of 65. <laughs> and the, the boss tells him, okay, it was, thank you for, for working here for 40 years. And then he's off. And he wakes up in the morning. And these people are up already at 5 o'clock in the morning. Ready for a work day. <laughs> work day. And then he was like, what am I doing now? Right. And he says, no, come to Yad Sarah. And he feels, even though he's 70, 75, 80 years old, he still could contribute to the population. He could still help people in Israel. And he has a good reason to wake up in the morning and to do something constructive. And that's one of the secrets of Yad Sarah, because the volunteers, not only do they help the, the population, right. what it, what does it do to them? Oh, yeah. So so it gives th- them a tremendous feeling. They're helping the greater good. The greater good. And, okay, so that, that's something I wanted to say about the, uh, the workshops. Right. Before that, we spoke um, with Nahum about the emergency alarm right. system. And it's, again, it's not only to the clients that have that are linked to the, uh, to the, um, to the center. Not- it's also their children, because, you know, you have a mother, you have a father. And they're lonely. And you ask yourself, okay, what's, who's going to be with them if something happens to them? So it's, 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 tr- it's 20,000 clients that we have. But just imagine they're a broader family. It's, it's, the, it's the whole family. That's, that's uh, um, the, another uh, aspect of the emergency alarm system. And we started with um, Mrs. Pilpel who spoke about the projects of the stories. Right. Someone 10 years old, he sees his old grandfather, maybe confined to a wheelchair, Old man, he doesn't really know what his grandfather did, how he made Aliyah, how he struggled, how he built the country, how he fought in 48, 67. And then when he hears all these stories, 
the connection it does between the older generation and the yo- younger generation unifies families. And we even had a story that the wife from the kitchen, she said, I didn't know I had such a, a jewel husband um, because he many times he, he never <laughs> told her. Many times they're, they, they're embarrassed or they, want, they don't want to, they, they prefer speaking to a stranger. And, um, and that's, that's an advantage, another angle of the, of the project. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NalcolmSiegel.com, on the NalcolmSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. My thanks to David Rodner, who's with us all through the morning. Spokesman for Yad Sarad, does it very well. And he's one of the people you'll meet when you come and visit Yad Sarad because he's uh, inclined to see the visitors when they come to the visitor center and help them uh, through the tour and to give all the information that you need. It's something that we highly recommend, and I hope everybody out there takes advantage of our suggestion and comes and visits Yad Sarah on your next trip to Yerushalayim. Zevi Weinberger is here from the Hospitality um, uh, Service. He's in charge of organizing the delivery of hospital beds to people's homes. And uh, this is a, a, a tremendous service, to say the least. David, uh, excuse me, Zevi Weinberger, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello. A pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, you too. I noticed, or I should say I learned about this service through the audiovisual presentation that Yatsara has here at the visitor center. People don't realize that, uh, I- I- assuming I'm correct in how I'm going to describe it, uh, you're able to set up someone's home as if it was a hospital room. Would that be accurate? That's right, yeah. We have uh, we like sort of a mini hospital home that we, we fix up for a person which wants to be out of the hospital, wants to be home with his family. But needs all the necessary stuff you right, find yeah. in the hospital room. And people call us and, and tell us that we want to have our mother back home or from the hospital. And really, we really um, we fix up a, like a small hospital. It could be a, a hospital bed. It could be a, like a lifter or a hoist. Uh, oxygen machine. We come with a car full of things and we fix it up for them. Right. I mean, it could take a while for some of those rooms to be set up, right? Um, by today, when a person calls us, within 24 hours, he has, he has the, all the equipment he wants at home. It's already done. It's already done. We have it already. Typically, <clears throat> the person that we're speaking of, the anonymous person we're speaking of, would stay in the hospital for days if not weeks later correct i mean that's what they that's would normally true. do that's true the hospitals in this case have an opportunity to send them home and you know i'm sure that saves a tremendous amount for the medical system here in israel that's number one right that's for sure big cost cutter and in addition to that people as anybody knows it's not I mean, this is stating the obvious as anybody knows trying to recover at home is a much better experience than trying to recover in a hospital right yeah people people call us and tell us listen my mother got home she got better right and when she was in the hospital, she was really, they were really about to, about to almost die, I would say. Oh, I understand And they, and they that, come right. to us, they, they come home, and we get these phone calls every day, every day. Those, uh, my mother came, my father came home, my, 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 my spouse, and they all, feel, they all feel better, and they really recover. Zevi Weinberger is here. One of the things we should mention, this is not a condemnation of hospitals, just a natural aspect of, of uh, existence in a hospital, and that is that often people are susceptible, if people are susceptible to infection or other things that are going around in hospitals that could potentially go around, it is it just simply medically better for them to be in an environment like the home. So again, this whole process, we think it's only you know in one's mind that they're home and it helps their recovery. In terms of physical medical conditions, it could really help their recovery. It really does. It really does. Um, people which are in the hospital, they're really, um, they're affected with so many viruses right. and all kinds of illnesses. And we just want to get them out of there. 
um, and it helps. Uh, it helps the the government. Uh, everybody thanks us. Yeah, uh, I'm sure and that. all of us do it. We do it voluntarily. The hospital program takes the hospital room and brings it to one's home, and it's a pretty remarkable program. Uh, to say the least. You must have an, uh, an amazing array of stories. I would guess young and old have taken advantage of the sure. service, right? Yeah. Uh, what sticks out? Give me one or two examples that stick out, especially in an atypical situation um, for you know, bringing someone home from the hospital yeah. to this type of environment. I, I recall a uh, case which uh, uh, a, a guy which he weighed practically 400 pounds and even we have no bed for, I mean... It's, right. yeah. it's a difficult situation. Yeah. And now the guy was in the hospital um, and his, and his, his son came here to came here to Yad Sarah, crying, told me, please help me, try try to find a solution for my father. We sent two technicians over. We tried to fix and build build up a bed for the guy. Anything we did, the bed collapsed. He was probably over 400 pounds. Um, finally, we got uh, we got a phone call. It was like last week. Someone wanted to donate a special a special <laughs> bed, which um, which fits this guy. Within two hours. We went to the other side of the country. We picked the bed up. Two guys came over, and and we fixed the bed up for the guy. And, and this is set up now in his home. Yeah, yeah. The guy told me I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how people care about me. Watch anyone care. I told him that's what we're here for. I have other story. A guy and one of my volunteers. He went over to a lady to give her a, a oxygen machine, a right. few other medical equipment. When he walked into the house. He thought the lady was like, just wanted to talk. She told him, I, I, have, I have not seen no one in the last three days. Mm. The guy, he told me, it's so hard. You always hear these stories. These people want us to come. We help them. We are their psychologists. We do anything for them. We just, wanna, we just want these people to have a good life. Zevi Weinberger is here. We're talking about hospital, turning a hospital, or I should say a, a room at home into a quote-unquote hospital room. How many years are you with Yad Sarah? I'm here for 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So you have a lot of experience with this. I do, yeah. And you never know what's going to happen, right? Because this is not only typical cases that might involve the elderly or those uh, you know, with long-term illnesses who just want to make it home. You've seen young people who've been serviced by this, young boys and girls, unfortunately, who are in difficult situations, and everyone conjectures correctly that they'll be better off at home, right? Oh, of course, yeah. We, I just now got a, f- a few minutes ago a phone call from the, from the, from the Army, a few soldiers, which they need also... Um, some soldiers get hurt, sure. get injured, they also need. So right now we're also sending some soldiers also a, 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 a medical equipment, which is a hospital bed and anything else they need. Um, so we have youngs, we have the older, um, and we, we, help, we help anyone which needs anything. We, ne- we never ask a guy for his race. No matter who they are. No matter who they are. No matter what background, no matter what religion. We right? really don't care. We want to help any person. And everybody in Israel knows that they can count on Yad Sarah for that. That's, yeah, that's true. And the hospital room, right, bringing a hospital room to one's home is happening throughout the entire country. Oh, sure, yeah. A lot to the Golan. You're from a lot, yeah. Doesn't matter where it is. Um, we, in the last two years, we, um, we, we doubled our, our, um, we, we doubled ourselves. Um, today we, we have like around a little over 5,000 beds in hospital equipment at, at home. Do you agree with me that if people would come to the visitor center at Yad Sarah in Yerushalayim, they'd see how important it is to support this cause? Let me tell you, I, I work here for 11 years. I feel like I have to, every half a year, 
go through a same. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you yourself go through yeah, the same. I, I, I learn new things <laughs> and I live here and I learn here. That's great. And I told my volunteers, you have to do it. You come here and you, you it, it's so big. It's, it's five or six thousand volunteers, which the, it's, so, it's such a big power. It is amazing. Yeah. Quite an operation. And the fact that it's volunteer-driven makes it extra special. I think that only could happen in Israel. Zevi, thank you so much. Zevi thank Weinberger. Call like a vote to you. Thank you. My pleasure. I'd, I'd like to go to our Yeshiva League sports update. May I do that? It's Tuesday. Our listeners in the New York area are fascinated, as you would suspect, by our Yeshiva League sports update that happens every Tuesday. We're at Yad Saraz. We are celebrating 40 years of Yad Saraz during this 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. You know what we keep saying. Your next visit to Jerusalem, you want to include a visit to Yad Sarah. You'll be glad you did. Elliot Weiselberger just hosted the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament this past Sunday. He has our Yeshiva League sports update at JM in the AM. Thank, thanks, Nachum. Finals, finals, finals. Wait, no, don't freak out, kids. Those finals are still a few weeks away. But if you're into Yeshiva League soccer and volleyball, those finals are right around the corner. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. Hank Varsity Boys Soccer gets to defend their crown. The volleyball finals are all set and a solid 10 days in the world of Kushner sports, including a recap of the 2017 Martin Weiselberg Memorial Junior High Hockey Tournament. All that and more straight ahead, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The first final of the 2017 spring season will belong to boys volleyball. This coming Thursday night, the year's top two teams, SAR and Frisch, will go head-to-head for the title. The undefeated Sting knocked off defending champion DRS 3-0 on the way to the finals, and second-seeded Frisch blanked North Shore by the same result. In the regular season, SAR defeated Frisch 3-1. However, lest history repeat itself, SAR did the same exact thing to DRS last year in the regular season before being upset by the Wildcats in the finals. In soccer, the four finals are set with no game dates handed out. In boys' varsity, Hank will defend its crown after smashing MTA 21-8. Their opponent, the 8th-seeded Kushner Cobras, continuing their Cinderella run with a 9-8 triple overtime golden goal victory last Monday night. The two squads met in last year's semifinals in Hank, where Hank took the 9-6 victory. In girls varsity soccer, yet another Kushner team strikes its way to the finals. The Cobras throttled the Eastern Conference champion Central 9-2, depriving fans of another rematch between them and Mayanote. Instead, it will be the top two West teams in play for the crown. In JV, the boys' and girls' finals will be an all-West affair, as in boys, defending champion TABC and Frisch will square off, and Frisch and Mayanote will vie for the girls' title. Softball has reached its playoffs as well. Top-seeded Hillel will square off against Flatbush, with the winner taking on Frisch or Mag and David, who played tonight. In the other bracket, DRS hosts division rival May, and Hafter will travel to YDE. The 2017 Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament took place this past Sunday in Hartora in Belrose, Queens. Eight junior high hockey teams from the New York and New Jersey leagues squared off for the 12th tournament championship. In the morning session, New Jersey teams swept the slate as Yavne took the 100th game in tournament history against Hank, Noam toppled Halb, Mariah upended Hartora, and Kushner downed Hafter. It would be more the same in the afternoon as the A division saw Yavne and Noam go perfect 2-0 with wins over Halb and Hank, and in the B division with Kushner doing the same in a shutout of Hartora. 
However, in the eighth and final round robin match, it would be Hafter tipping over the apple cart, pulling out a 3-2 win over Mariah to put both teams at 1-1. One and, one. and in accordance with tournament rules, the two teams went to a tiebreak shootout, where the Hawks emerged victorious to advance to the semifinals. In the A-Division semifinals, a rematch of one semifinal in the Hamish League, Yavne blanked Noam to advance to the finals, while in the B-Division, Kushner trounced the lone MYJHHL advancee, Hafter, to set up a rematch of the Hamish League finals. The championship was a close affair, even at 0-0 through two periods of play. However, in the third, the Hamish champion Cobras would pull off the same magic as they did two months earlier, with two late goals by Eitan Kanan to win Kushner's first ever tournament championship 2-0 over Yavne and complete a perfect 19-0 year. Tournament MVP honors went to Kushner's Max Orbach, finishing with six goals and two assists on the day. All-tournament team top goalie went to Kushner's Itai Merlin, finishing with only one goal against on the day, with second-team honors going to his finals counterpart, Judah Orlansky, who had not yielded a goal until the finals. Also taking home all-tournament team award was Zach Levy of Yavne, who, with six points on the afternoon, combined with his seven from last year's event, broke the tournament career points mark now set at 13. More all-tournament honors will be given out in the coming days. A special thank you to all of the sponsors, as well as a huge thank you to Hartora, Rabbi Menchel, Mr. Fox, and the entire tournament staff. Congratulations to all teams for breaking the $10,000 mark for Hatzalah, and to the Kushner Cobras on winning the championship. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. JM in the AM, thanks for joining us. We are in Yerushalayim, as you know. It's YY50. Big thank you to the Mizrahi. We had an amazing event last night at Binyanei Homa. It was great to be part of it. Yaakov Shweki wrapped up the uh, night with a wonderful musical performance. Um, we are uh, part of a week-long celebration that will take us to the uh, balcony of Eish Torah tomorrow in the Old City, overlooking Harabayit on Yom Yerushalayim itself with our friends at Amit. Then we'll spend time with both Hatarat Kohanim and the One Israel Fund later in the week uh, as we round out an incredible experience here in Israel during YY50. Uh, the big number here at Yad Sarah is 40, 40 years, believe it or not, since Yad Sarah was founded with that first piece of medical equipment that was handed out as a loan, free loan, to, um, uh, to those in need. And David Rothner is with us. He is, uh, is it Rothner? Does that be more accurate? TH. He, uh, he is the spokesman for Yad Sarah joining us here. So far, we've learned a tremendous amount today. I would like to add, yes, sure. um, and I don't know if we'll be able to, to round up everything, but right. um, about the uh, service, the hospi hospital right. uh, service. Turning one's uh, home into a hospital room. So it's, it's the electric bed, and it's the hoist, and it's the emergency alarm system, and it's the oxygen concentrator. But I want to give the, the other side of the, of the coin, and that is, unfortunately, after, after many after times, uses. After, after, uh, we have to take right. it out. So many times we'll get a phone call, and they'll ask, could you come as soon as possible to take out all the equipment? Right. Because now the house is going to be a shiva house. Right. And, and it's, people feel uncomfortable seeing all the equipment, mm -hmm. and many, many times they need the room itself. Um, and that's another part of Yad Sarah, that we send out a crew as soon as possible to clean up the house. Um, and obviously... Help them get the house back in order. Yeah, the house back in order. And um, obviously to pass on the equipment to another client. Right, who's in need. And that will, equipment, just like the, uh, all the lending equipment, will be utilized 
over and over. My thanks to David as he continues to join us and uh, add to today's program. Um, I believe this is uh, Chashi Axelrod, right. and, and she is a volunteer for Yad Letomeich, which is a service providing emotional support for the caregivers of the elderly or ill relatives. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Nice to see you. How many years have you been with Yad Sarah? Four. How, ha- how has it been so far? Wonderful. What makes <laughs> it so wonderful? Well, first of all, it's very meaningful, the things that we do here. That's the main thing. Also, I find that the hityachasut, um, the relationship of the people that I work with, is very, very positive, very, a lot of appreciation, and it gives you a very good feeling. Where are you from originally? Brooklyn, New York. How do you, you like t- that? <laughs> Yad Sarah has some Brooklyn volunteers. Right. The Caregivers Support Group uh, Center, rather known as the Yad Latomeich, is intended to empower and support a family member who is the sole caretaker for a seriously ill, disabled, or aging family member to help them meet the challenges they face daily. Um, having been there, I, th- people don't realize, both large and small, the different situations that come up that have to be dealt with. Uh, absolutely. It's a very, very difficult position to be in. There are so many different feelings, um, loss, disappointment, also a lot of guilt, and we really try to help the caregivers overcome these feelings and find positive points in their life. Uh, and when you say uh, that, that's just, um, and not just after the fact, but even as they're going Dur- through the uh, process, absolutely, right? yeah. Well, uh, right now I'm dealing with a lot of uh, uh, wives of people with Alzheimer's uh. disease, and that's really very, very difficult. And they need a lot of support. I can only imagine. Hashi Axelrod is with us, originally from Brooklyn, New York. We're talking about Yad Latome. How did you start this whole? Uh, pursuit. I would guess at the beginning it's somewhat difficult to get into the lives of other people and try to help them out. Right. Well, um, I'm a social worker, and as I lessened my hours and went into a pension more, I looked for something to do that was meaningful. And I was very happy to find that I could use my skills in helping people in a voluntary basis. Right. Worked out pretty well so far, huh? Baruch Hashem. Uh, a story or two. Is there anything that stands out to you in this uh, entire pursuit? Uh, I don't know, an exceptional story or mm-hmm. a case where someone really thought there was no hope, but you were able to help guide them into a more hopeful situation. Okay. Uh, right now, I'm running a group also for caregivers, for spouses of people who are sick. And one of the members of the group, her husband, is in a terrible situation. She has a hospital at home. Right. Um, he can't do anything. He can only write. He can't speak. And um, she has tubes and oxygen and all kinds of things in the house. And she said to me, for a whole year, I stayed home and I cried. But since I come here and meet other people and hear what they have to say and learn from their experience and am able to speak and not feel that people are judging me or people are pitying me, it's done a tremendous amount. One of the things you learn is just how many other people are in the same situation, that's, right? Yeah, that's a very important part of it, right? And it they, they like using the term a sandwich generation because a lot of these people have their own children that they're caring right, for while at the right. same time responsible for a parent or an elderly relative, and it makes life quite challenging. Yeah, that is very difficult, the sandwich generation, and they deal with a lot, a lot of issues. No question about it. Do you ever deal with caregivers who are not necessarily relatives, those who have been put in a position to care for somebody, and they may not be as close as a daughter or son or somebody who traditionally Mm -hmm. takes that role? 
That hasn't happened to me, but it does happen, yeah, and that's imagine. also very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, the Caregiver Support Center is known as Yad Latomech. Sometimes I am amazed at how many programs have been added to the Yad Sarah services over the years. And this is just one little piece to everything that right. goes on. This program is in existence six years, and it's in eight different places. And we keep that on trying- That means branches around bran- Israel. Right, and we keep on trying to in- increase and to give the service to more places, because right. we see there's a tremendous need. And on the positive side, it means people are living longer. That's why we have more caregivers who are in this type of service. Absolutely, that's true. Right, With so the positives Hashem. and the, the challenges. And the challenges right? Right. A pleasure meeting you. Same here. Thank you. Kashi Axelrod here at Yad Sarah. I'm sure she would join me in encouraging everybody to visit and see what Yad Sarah is all about. Luckily, they have an amazing visitor center in their beautiful building here in Yerushalayim, and you can come and see the visitor center audiovisual presentation and then tour the facility in a very organized fashion and see why Yad Sarah is known as one of the crown jewels of Israel. After all, they won the Israel Prize, which is an amazing distinction. That year was an incredible celebration for Yad Sarah, and now we're in another year of incredible celebration, 40-year anniversary of this incredible Yad Sarah outfit that has benefited so many thousands throughout Israel over the last four decades. Um, no need to do anything other than look up Yad Sarah and uh, plan a tour to its facility in Jerusalem. If you need help with that, you know what? You can email any of the Nachum Siegel Network staff and we'll be more than happy to help out. We are celebrating Yom Yerushalayim 50 during this unique week, and we're in Jerusalem today with Yad Sarah, and you're tuned to JM in the AM.
J.M. the A.M. broadcast from Yad Sarah, celebrating 40 years here in Yerushalayim. The number 50 is a big one this week because we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Big thank you to Rabbi Daron Peretz and everybody at the Mizrahi, especially vis-a-vis last night's opening session, which um, was really an opening concert, an opening program that featured so many amazing elements, including a great Jewish music concert last night at Binyanei HaOmah. I want to thank our staff who's here, including Miriam L. Wallach, who is producing today's show. Yoni Pollock, who just landed minutes ago and is engineering today's show. Uh, ZK noticeably missing, of course, but we won't uh, harp on that this moment. Um, I want to thank Egal Siegel, who we'll hear from later, and the great staff of Yad Sarah, who have been just so gracious in welcoming us here today. Uh, we're at the light rail stop called Yefei Nof. Now, if you say to yourself, oh, how am I going to get to Yad Sarah from my hotel? How am I going to get there? How am I going to uh, be part of this unique experience? When you take the light rail, which is a unique experience in and of itself, uh, a very calming mode of transportation here in Jerusalem. Uh, if you get off at the Yafei Nof stop, you're right in front of Yad Sarah. can't be any more convenient. Simple as that. Take this opportunity to thank uh, Jamie Turkel, taking care of our social media today and always, and uh, Avrami. Um, uh, Avrami is uh, down in Baltimore, Maryland, but he is uh, up early making sure that our shows are uh, on time and high quality, and we thank him for that. It's an Alchem Segal Network and JM and the AM for a Tuesday morning as we celebrate Yom Yushalayim number 50. Don't forget, tomorrow on the actual Yom Yushalayim, it's going to be our visit to uh, the porch of Eish Torah, the balcony of Eish Torah overlooking Harabayat. That's what will be tomorrow, an incredible view and an incredible place. Great place to celebrate YY50. And we will be there with our friends from Amit. Amit has a wonderful delegation here. Um, Andy Goldsmith has guaranteed us that we're going to meet some very interesting people who've been in Jewish leadership roles for quite a while. And that's all going to be happening tomorrow from the balcony of Eish Torah. Join us. This time each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zev, Benerosav Alevi, and Zechonishmas 
Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rabbi Meir Simcha of Devinsk once commented on the Pasuk in Devarim, where there are two Lashonas, two different types of language that are employed in Hashem returning the exiled. V'shav Hashem and Hashem will return your captivity. And that Hashem will return and gather you up from all of the nations. Rameir Simcha asks, why are there two different acts of return mentioned? In order to answer this, he explains that there's a special process that's going to take place at the future redemption. The first stage, Hashem will return those people who have always longed for and yearned for Eretz Yisrael. Hashem will do this because of His great feelings of Rachmanus, the mercy that Hashem has for us on the tsar and the anguish that the people endured not being in Eretz Yisrael. The second stage will be that Hashem will continue to gather in all of the Goliaths even those who were not interested in returning to Eretz Yisrael, who were very comfortable living in other lands. We say in our tefillos, Yerushalayim, your city, return in mercy. The Sklena Rebbe, Zecher Tzadik Levrocha, cites the Sefer Arve Nachal. It says there that our kavana, our intention, in all of our tefillos for the future geula is not to ask for the Geula, the redemption itself. That Hashem has already promised. He promised us that we will be redeemed. Therefore, it's not possible that this Tefillah refers to that redemption. Rather, our main intention and kavan in this Tefillah is to bring the Geula closer. We pray that Hashem should hurry to redeem us even before the end of Golos, the exile. The drawing near of the Geula can happen in two ways. It can either be brought about through a way which is harsh, like it was in Gulas Mitzrayim, where the difficulties of slavery were so concentrated that it hastened our redemption. Or, it can be a way of great mercy, whereby Hashem will combine all of our personal tsar, our pain and anguish, with the tsar of the Shechina, the Divine Presence. As we know, the Divine Presence itself is in exile together with us. Therefore we ask Hashem, for the sake of His name, to alleviate the Tsar of the Shechina, that the Geula should be brought near. That is the meaning of the words, Your city of Yerushalayim should be brought near through the attribute of Divine Mercy. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody, as we celebrate Yerushalayim 50. That's right, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Could you imagine? 50 years after the Six-Day War, here we are in the Holy City, and we are celebrating all week long. Tomorrow, from the balcony of Eishat Torah, overlooking Harabayat, Anyo Yerushalayim number 50, with our friends at Amit. You'll be able to catch that conversation all through the morning. And the later in the week, we'll be spending time with our friends at Atarat Kohanim and the One Israel Fund as we wrap up an amazing week here in Jerusalem. Uh, while Jerusalem is celebrating 50, Yad Sarah is celebrating 40. And we are making a very important recommendation. 
one that my uh, next guest will no doubt endorse, and that is when you're in Israel and you're looking for something interesting to do in Jerusalem, you make sure to stop by Yad Sarah and to take their visitor center audiovisual tour. It's not just a tour uh, via the audiovisual presentation. You actually get to tour the building and see all the different services that we've been emphasizing this morning, all the different things that Yad Sarah provides for the people of the state of Israel. Um, over 100 branches throughout the entire country for this 40-year organization, and they just keep building. They just keep, but we'll have more of that this hour. They just keep building and keep expanding and providing more and more services to more and more people. Uh, Joanna Shepson, who is uh, one of the contributors to the Bite Size program, does great interviews that you hear on the Nachum Siegel Network, and is um, somebody who knows me longer than either of us care to admit, <laughs> is with us right here in our Yad Sarah mobile studio in the lobby of this wonderful organization. Joanna Shepson is from funinjerusalem.com. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Excited to be here. I appreciate that. Well, you are the you are the source. If you're looking for something fun to do in Jerusalem or anywhere else around Israel, you are the source. How does Yad Sarah, uh, a a place that's known for lending medical equipment and providing services for families, how do they fit in to the whole fun in Jerusalem motif? Well, I'll tell you, there, there are actually two ways that they fit in. Um, first of all, they run a fabulous visitor center that's great for families to come to with their kids. Um, they have produced some really entertaining movies using some yeah. famous actors here. Um, I can tell you that I brought my kids, and even my 13-year-old was laughing at the movie, so <laughs> it's worthwhile. That's a good sign. <laughs> yes. And um, in fact, my 13-year-old, right before his bar mitzvah, I wanted to find a way to incorporate some kind of chesed into the whole uh, party. And we ended up bringing his whole class here, 30 boys, 13-year-olds. Um, they happen to all be very uh, technology-focused kids. They're in a Torah Mada school. Nice. And we, they came, they went, they watched the videos, they walked around the building on an interactive tour. And at the end, they did a build-a-walker workshop, which was actually really cool. So They, they build an actual walker that helps someone who's having trouble walk get through the day. Yeah, and they created these little labels that said this walker was built in honor of Aryeh Shebson's bar mitzvah. <laughs> nice. And uh, the kids loved it. So they, with their hands, they were using drills. They were really like building it. And then they all got donated to Yad Sarah. So chesed and fun can go together. Yes, definitely. And I recommend it as um, something that you should put on your itinerary when you come to visit Yerushalayim. Yeah, I would imagine you have other options probably also of what yeah. people could do to co combine. Because we know that people come to Israel and they want to do some type of chesed while incorporated into their simcha uh, or into their regular visit and mazal tov on the bar mitzvah, by the way. Um, when people come uh, to the visitor center, we keep saying, as you have alluded to already, it's educational, it's informative, but it is entertaining. It's audiovisual by people who know how to do audiovisual presentations. You mentioned that some famous actors are involved. And you just get a very good feeling. And in addition to that, you're not just sitting and watching a movie. You know, part of it is actually going around the building and then stopping at different stations to see all the different things they're talking about. So it's really just a, a when they say interactive experience in that way, it really is just that. Definitely, because as you're walking around, you're seeing the different departments in action. Right. You're standing behind a glass wall and they're actually answering phone calls or working with patients and you get to see everything. One of the most exciting rooms is a room where different, where people have created different inventions for people who have needs. Right. Someone who can't bend down to put on their sock. They created an invention to help them. And that was something actually the kids loved the most because they said, oh, what are we going to invent next? I remember when I was first in Yad Sarah, maybe 20 years ago, the thing that got me was the cutting board 
that had nails sticking out of it. So when you put the potato on the board with one hand, somebody who does not have use of both hands with one hand, you can go ahead and cook a meal with, you know, obviously in a much easier fashion than if you were uh, with a regular situation in the kitchen. Uh, Joanna Shepson is here, funinjerusalem.com, contributed to us there at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, give me your impressions of the whole Jerusalem 50. You know, we're talking about Yad Sarah 40, a very important component, and you and I and others encourage people this summer when they visit to come and see the audiovisual presentation. But what's your impression of this whole big celebration going on this week in Jerusalem? It's been actually really exciting, and I think um, as a local, what I know from information I know from people is this is going to be a year of celebration. Right. It's not only about today and tomorrow. And um, different organizations are celebrating in different ways, but the sound and light show on the old city walls was absolutely incredible. And people were standing all over the Mamilla area. You could see it on the walls. It was fabulous. Yeah, they're off to a really good start, to say the least. And tomorrow's going to be something extra special. And as you mentioned, I think it's going to spur people on to you know, plan trips at other points during the year, especially for those who weren't able to make it this week and participate. So a big uh, happy 50th to Jerusalem. And um, when they do come here, uh, whether they want options in Jerusalem or anywhere else in Israel, they can check out your website, funinjerusalem.com, uh, which uh, talks about many different options. A lot of different options that are specific for Chagim as well, right? People are, they were coming for Yontif. You have Cholomoid recommendations. I would assume that if, a, if someone's, for instance, here for Sukkot, you have things designated for that specific holiday, right, for yeah. that year. And we usually come out with a specific magazine, an online guide for that, for Sukkot, for Pesach, for the summer. And uh, if you send an email to Joanna at funinjerusalem.com, I'm actually answering it. Very so nice. I've gotten a couple of emails. Last week I got an email. I heard you on Nachum Siegel. Can <laughs> you help go. me plan my trip? Did you ever think <laughs> the website would make it the way it has? Um, it's really grown. It's really been amazing. I saw there was this need to communicate that there was so much happening in Jerusalem in English, right. meaning the activities weren't necessarily being English summer in Hebrew, but it just wasn't communicated to people in English. So that was, it's, it's, it's been three years now that we've really really grown the website. All right. You've been a great addition for us. Thank you for all your hard work and for all your uh, enthusiastic support. And uh, we'll continue doing what we're doing and you should have continued success doing what you're doing. Joanna Thank Shepson, you. who strongly recommends putting Yad Sarah on yes. your visitors list when you get to Jerusalem. Definitely. Tadaraba. Um, it's really a simple recommendation, everybody. You get to Israel, uh, whether you plan it in advance or not, they'll be more than happy to greet you here at Yad Sarah. You get to Israel, you come here to the visitor center, the Yefeinov stop on the light rail, and you will be where we are right now in the lobby of Yad Sarah and just feet away from the, or meters away, I should say, in this country, from the Yad Sarah Merkaz Mivakrim, the visitor center, which gives you an opportunity to see the tour that we're talking about and to participate uh, by uh, checking out all the different services that they provide. More coming up. It's JM in the AM as we celebrate Jerusalem 50 and celebrate the 40th anniversary of Yad Sarah, founded by Uri Lopolyansky. We salute him. We always do whenever we speak about Yad Sarah for his incredible contribution to Israeli society and to the Jewish people and to many others as well who take advantage of the services of Yad Sarah. More coming up at JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with Habotchim done by Shal Shelles here on a uh, very special morning where we celebrate Jerusalem 50 and Yad Sarah 40. Those are the two big numbers. If you're wondering what number we're concentrating on today, it's uh, Jerusalem uh, 50 and Yad Sarah 40 and the Omer 42, if I'm not mistaken, right? How do you like that? Six weeks already. Wow, did Pesach end five weeks ago? That's hard to believe. Anyway, um, Shani Rosenfeld is here. She's an occupational therapist who most importantly just solved my back problem because she didn't like the way I was sitting in this chair here at Yad Sarah, and she immediately took action. And now I'm much more comfortable. So thank you, Shani. Thank you, Yad Sarah. Remind me to leave a massive contribution at the front door. In fact, I'm going to ask Mr. Pollock. Yoni Pollock will be leaving a massive contribution at the front door because his boss has been well taken care of. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Shani is responsible for the model apartments that you see at Yad Sarah. This is one of those areas of Yad Sarah that's very hard to leave. It's a very, it's a fascinating and intriguing part of the tour where you get to see model apartments that are set up in order to help people who are in difficult uh, health or uh, physical situations. Shani uh, Rosenfeld, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. The first model apartment appeared in a Yad Sarah facility how long ago in your opinion? Um, we appeared in... Um 27 years ago in a very small Quonset hut. It was an idea of Uri Lupliansky, who was then uh, the director of Yad Sarah. See, I remember this in the old building, and it was basically one room, right? Yep. And that when I me mentioned the cutting board earlier, that was, the, that was one of the first things that I saw at that time, which helped people who only had um, use of one hand. Uh, and that was made specifically to help them out. Uh, the kitchen probably was the first uh, model room, am I right? The kitchen was the most popular right. because it was nice. And, and innovative, and a lot right. of cool stuff, right? And then we have the bedroom and the bathrooms and the showers right. because we decided families needed to see the equipment, touch it instead of just hearing about it. Right. And it became 
so large and so important that we have more than eight centers in the country. All right, so let's go through some of the rooms, all right? Sure. Uh, in a kitchen, you'll find modified cutlery, the cutting boards that we mentioned for bread, meat, and vegetables. There are pouring aids. What does that mean? Okay. That well, it's really hard to hold a big pitcher. Right. So there's all kinds of things with tippers that help you because if it's so hard with your hands, we also show tricks on how to make your life easier if you can't afford those things. Right. A lot of homemade items because some people are really good with their hands and are not quite ready to buy. We also have volunteers who make things upstairs in the, in the workshop. Are they still being creative, still solving problems? Still solving problems. People come in. We go upstairs with the idea, either the... Um, um, either in the metal shop or the wood shop, depending on who, who's right. free that day and what's available. And whose department it fits best with. Right. Uh, Shawnee Rosenfeld is here. Um, so all these different items are being made. Uh, if someone needs to open a bottle, someone needs to figure out how to open a can, or, to, uh, or they may be in a wheelchair and need a kitchen uh, counter that's much lower okay. than the traditional one, that's all happening right. here. A lot of families will come in before they renovate or are thinking of renovating or just looking for good ideas. We have people who want to age in place, right. people my age who want to stay in their apartments, as well as people who are in the hospital and their family members come over to see what's going to happen when we get home. Right. So it can be someone who's temporary in a wheelchair, 17-year-old kid who broke his leg, wants to know how he's going to be able to manage at home versus someone who has some other problems that are much more serious that they can come and try things and just talk to someone and, and feel that their problem is unique to them, but there's someone who can listen and play with the items. Right. Um, all right. Um, so we spoke about the kitchen. Anything you brought along, by the way, right. um, you'll let us know when we get up to that room. Okay. Uh, in a bathroom, uh, toilet seats need to be of various kinds to um, help people out. Shower and tub chairs are very popular, right? Very helpful for those who aren't able to stand in a shower. Grab bars you'll find in homes all over the place. And again, they'll get a good right. example of what they need by visiting your model bathroom. Well, in Yad Sarah, we have a variety that we can show people. So right. if they like, if they're happier with stainless steel or plastic, they can actually actually feel it, see them, and try the angle so that when they go home, they go with a picture, and the person who's attaching it already knows where to put it properly. And a special faucet for the bathroom or for the kitchen would include what? Uh, use of um, the feet for a faucet? Well, that is not as popular as it used to be. The electronic faucets are a big deal, ah. but we even have faucets just with a long handle, or even where you put it in, because most people in Israel and the States, the faucet is towards the back of the sink. Right. There's no law that you can't put it on the side <laughs> so that your sleeve doesn't get wet every time you lean over. Right. So we also show some of the pictures of the fancy ones because some of the new market ones also fit those needs. We're talking about the model rooms that you will find there, model apartments uh, and the different rooms that are, uh, that are on display. The living room can feature power chairs to let people actually stand up much more easily, right, right. when they're sitting down. There's a standing chair, right? There's also, right, you're talking about the lounge chairs. Right. And there's a variety, so people can come and try the different ones so they can talk about what sitting's like, just like for you. Correct. You just needed a simple backrest. How do you like that? And, which is great. Oh, yeah. And you, um, afterwards, I can even tell you where to get it. All if you right. decide not to buy it here, and that's what we do. We give people the tools to make the decisions of what they want to do. And if you said, I'd rather make it, I'd give you a little picture on how you could make it, and you would have that option. Well, Tell my, let me tell my staff to order half a dozen immediately. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That item is sale. We do sell it downstairs in the store. Oh, of the there you go. So. Even for somebody my size, huh? 
Reading lamps with magnifying glasses attached. That's a very big help. It's a real big deal because many people have vision problems. And I'm not talking super vision problems. We do have an expert in low vision who um, volunteers at Yad Sarah. Yad Sarah also lends out closed circuit TVs, which are the big monitors that you can put your book underneath. Mm -hmm. But all of the vision, a lot has to do with lighting and where you're sitting. So we have a variety. So a family can come in. We have a variety of books in about six languages. They can try it and they can say... Good, good, bad, maybe, and then at least they have a start of where they want to go. In the bedroom, and this is one of the things that also seems to be popular, if you can't put on your socks, someone actually created a little mechanism that you have here. Those watching on the video can see it. This is a mechanism to literally put on one's socks. It's called, in in England, we call it a sock donner. In America, it's called a sock aid. And essentially, you put the sock on, throw it down on the floor, and with the strings, you just pull up. And that's it. And we have a variety of kinds (laughs) for either. uh, And it's one of the cool things that you say, wow, why didn't I create this? Invented here, or you're not sure? I know it's not made here, but there are a lot of different options, and so a person can try it, and then what happens is one person comes in, and all their neighbors show up the (laughs) next day. Everybody wants them. They all need it, huh? Uh, You've uh, you've gone ahead, and and, uh, obviously electronics and remotes are very popular these days. If someone wants to control the lights and radio, intercom and television in their own room or in their own home, then they have it by... uh, but a simple remote. Right. A lot of the remotes sometimes are not so simple, and we do a lot with seniors who have a trouble with their remote, you know, the remotes, like there are five of them between the, the TV right. and that. So we do oh, a lot collection. of simplization. We also show people how you can, you know, how you can use your cell phone as a remote. Um, it's an up-and-coming thing, as well as people, um, the new Mashter Mitsuka has a, you know, a sensor. Right. So there's a lot going on, and what happens is people come in, they get to learn the technology, see it, and decide if it's that direction. But we always joke around that from your bed, if you can turn off the light to your bedroom and while you're in your bed, that's the greatest thing. In oh, the world. that's for sure. Tell me about some of the items you brought here. Okay, well, I brought an item that I asked one of the volunteers in Yad Sarat to make, which is a um, card holder. Okay, for someone who wanted to play bridge, obviously there were four. The person said, I'm not going to use it just myself because they have a drop of arthritis in their hand. And he plays cutthroat bridge. (laughs) So he said he needed it. Um, And then this is mine that cost me um, not a lot of money to make. Okay, something like this using a scrub brush. Nice. That Um, works out well. So we talk about how much would you like a fancy one, a simple one. I also brought something that I think is kind of cute. This is foam from... um, the air conditioner mm-hmm. pipes. And if a person who has a hard time holding on because either they have a sore hand for the toothbrush or for a comb, mm-hmm. for silverware, if you're not using your dominant hand and suddenly you're holding on, so we like little simple ideas. Cool. This is in the kitchen. It is a plate guard. Not everyone has a deep bowl, and sometimes when you have a broken arm and you're trying to eat and you see the food go flying over the <laughs> edge. So these are just simple things that can make a difference. And as we say, some people like them, some people don't, but at least you can try it before you've bought off the internet. And they'll say, oh my gosh, I have items. Now we receive very nice things from people who have purchased. Yad Sarah gets donations and anything we receive, obviously we pass on to families. I brought my favorite item in Yad Sarah, which is the helping hand. It's a long handled reacher, the best thing in the world. We expect. Is it okay that I go on and talk about it? Yeah, you okay. can. Okay. This is my favorite thing because it picks up things from the floor. 
So when you're not, when you're... Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because my mother okay. used to have one of these and my kids would run okay. into her apartment said, to, to okay. borrow it to, okay. to grab something that okay. fell into the bed or something. It's great for <laughs> under the bed when your slippers have a you know dance at night. Right. Great for the laundry room when the sock slips between the right. two areas. As well as, uh, we use it as a safety device for people who we don't want them to climb up on a, an right. old rickety step stool. It's, it helps for that. To reach. Um, it's also good, and we use it for anyone, anyone who wants it, because if you can't bend down, any blood pressure problems, a woman came in who was um, six months pregnant with triplets, she could not bend over, and she saw this item, and she said, this is great. You know, she can now I need that, right? pull down her socks. So we like items that go from both markets, and Yad Sarah lends this out. So Free of charge. A deposit, and then right. you get deposit back. When you return. But the concept to have it, and try it, and you can say, well, I have three in my house, so if it's good for me, it's good for everybody. Right. Shawnee Rosenfeld, she creates uh, model apartments and continues to add items as they are created. Thank you so okay. much for joining us, and call like a vote. It's one of Thank the things that uh, Yad Sarah is well known for, and it's really wonderful. And I'm sure you join me in, in, uh, in um, recommending to this audience that when they get to Israel, that you come visit Yad Sarah. Come visit us. You also, you know, write a letter, email Fax us. We'll help anyone who has any kind of a challenge and offer any advice that we can help. Call like a vote. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world in the web at NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. More coming up from Yad Sarah 40. It's JM in the AM. Thank you, Check, 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 microphone Matayinu miron Kvar saba renana Iratika ashrecha Shchem kineret modein Yemina smola Yeah.
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday. We're celebrating Yerushalayim 50 this week, tomorrow from the balcony of Eish Torah with our friends at Amit. Plenty more for the rest of the week from Israel. Celebrating Yom Yerushalayim number 50. Big thank you to our friends at World Mizrahi. This has tuned, tuned, turned out to be an amazing journey. And they are, uh, to a great extent, responsible for it. Uh, thank you to Rabbi Darom Peretz and company. At the same time that we celebrate Jerusalem 50, we're celebrating Yad Sarah 40. It was 40 years ago that Uri Lopolyansky decided to uh, answer a need, to address a need in the Jerusalem community at that time, uh, and start lending out certain pieces of equipment, medical equipment that were necessary. It's gotten to the point now where there's uh, over 100 branches of Yad Sarah throughout the country. They are an Israel Prize winner as an organization. Um, a tremendous amount of pride and effort for the thousands of volunteers that participate in Yatsara activities on a regular basis. And now, believe it or not, Yatsara has done something that is uh, so vital to this audience. I ask you, if you are listening outside of Israel, listen very, very carefully. Malka Malamud is here. She's a volunteer who uh, is involved in the service that brings tourists to Israel who have disabilities, traveling abroad, presents special challenges for people with special needs. Yad Sarah for tourists offers assistance that will ensure an enjoyable and relaxing vacation for the individual with special needs and their family. Once plans are finalized with the tourist desk, the visitor can sit back and relax knowing that all arrangements are in the capable hands of a Yad Sarah representative. Malka Malamid, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, and good morning to good you. Good morning. A pleasure to speak to you. This is unbelievable. Uh, they've gone <laughs> ahead and extended the services that Yad Sarah offers in this country to tourists so that it makes their journey to Israel much more easy. Uh, how long has this service been around? The service is running like in two years, a special service, right. because we've got in uh, the uh, PR department... We've got um, tourist um, um, uh, a tourism uh, of, uh, offer, right. uh, and that's from the beginning of Yatsara. It was always there. You were always there to help people who yes. needed special help to get to Israel. Yes, but now it's a message. It's something new, very nice, very interesting. And as you said, Nahum, it's, it's, I think that's something Rabbi Uri uh, Lupliansky waked up one morning and say. 
we are giving service to each person in Israel. Right. Free. And that's the main thing, free. Even if they're only here for a week or two. Even if they're for a week or two or a few days. Right. And why shouldn't we do it to every person from all over the world? Never mind what's the religious uh, um, man or woman. Never mind what they could have to say. Anybody service. who wants to visit Israel. That's it. Uh, you'll lend them medical and rehab equipment straight to their hotel or apartment, depending on where they're staying. Uh, that'll be delivered to them. You will help them equip their hotel room Absolutely. more comfortably, which means if they need a special bed right. or a special chair in their hotel room, right. you're ready to provide that for it them. It will be there until they will come from when they land. A nechonit, a special car, will wait for them in the airport and will take them to the hotel or to the place that they want. They will be there. Everything, all the equipment will be there. So they can be feel good and feel relaxable, even if they've got handicapped or something like I'm that. I'm just curious. Are a lot of people taking advantage of this service? Yes, a, a lot. We've got like the last month, 60 people used it. Wow. Israel and all over, from <laughs> the family and even calling. You know, we've got, you mentioned Maccabiya. Uh, no, sorry, you mentioned the Maccabiya is also, we right. are re get ready to the Maccabiya, sending all the equipment to Tel Aviv, Ramat right. Gan, but also for the Mizrahi. They called us and asked for special wheelchairs. Yes, that they will have all the things. Uh, specially equipped vehicles you just mentioned for mm -hmm. people in wheelchairs. That includes getting to and from the airport. It also includes if they want to go sightseeing, if That's they want to see a tourist attraction. That's it. If they want to go to the hotel. We've got a lovely story with a lady that she was very, very sick. And she, her son, her grandson, had a bar mitzvah. Right. And her, the mother came to us and asked, please, my dream is to bring my mother, that she will be in the Kotel, to see her grandson in the Bar Mitzvah. Do you remember where they lived? Do you remember where they were from? In Beit Vagan, oh, here wow. in Jerusalem, the parents, right. and she's from the States. From New York from, area? From, from New York area. And we did everything, and she was so excited, and she was so crying. You know, it was like a dream. <laughs> well, for that she couldn't understand that that can happen. I can only imagine. Uh, there are tour guides, according to your office. There mm -hmm. are tour guides mm -hmm. who specialize in guiding tourists with limited mobility and special needs. And you, of course, offer those tour guides as uh, you know, with recommendations for people to take advantage of their services. Right, absolutely. That's pretty amazing. You know, we had the story of women that she is, she is a Christian, and she came from the States, and she asked, she wanted to go to a few places in Israel. And she said that afterwards she's going to marry, she's 65. <laughs> and she take the package. She, take, she took the car, she took the hotel <laughs> equipment, and the guide tour. And in the end, she invited us to go to the to the to the wedding, crying so much that her dream is there. So you're making a lot of dreams come true. Oh yes. And just for the regular person for whom Israel may not be a dream anymore, or there's no special event, they just want to come and visit. You'll make sure they're well taken care of. And how? And uh, I think that's one of the lovely thing that uh, it, when you've got any problem, it's nothing you can live. Normally, as each one is right. other, and that's what we are doing. We are doing. We are working hard to give you quality life, to give you all the facilities that you can use as a person all over the world, in Israel and out of borders. I probably could have said this with most of our guests this morning, but because uh, you're representing a a segment of the organization that reaches out to people around the world and outside of Israel, etc., we could really say that Yatzara will not say no to anybody. 
Absolutely. Not Simple only, as that. Uh, no, sir. Not only no saying no, we invite, please, come visit Israel. Don't be afraid. Even if you need a special equipment, everything, we are there. We are here. We'll give you a hand. We'll help you to, to, to take your dream and to make it reality. So that's, I think, the main thing. And you can go inside to Yatsara, uh, go to the Yatsara, um, yeah. um, the website. Right. You'll write to Yatsara. Oh, you can email tourism Email, call, send them fax, everything around. And then you will have a tourism. Push tourism on the button. And then you will go to Yatsara. May I? Yes, and how? Listen carefully. Those of you in our audience and the majority of the people in our audience are outside of Israel. If you'd like to make... Uh, somebody's dream come true and make it very easy or certainly easier for someone with disabilities or any type of handicap to come to Israel, Yad Sarah will do all the things we mentioned and probably even more. Uh, you can email tourism at Yad Sarah with an H at the end, dot org, dot I-L. That's Yad Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, dot org, dot I-L. Again, tourism at Yad Sarah, dot org, dot I-L. In Jerusalem, 644-4618. Again, in Jerusalem, Six four 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 six one eight. A great caring staff will take your call, and you'll be able from anywhere around the world to make an arrangement to have Yad Sarah help you in whatever way is necessary. It's an amazing service. Thank it's you. Incredible, really and amazing. And I can promise you that that will be VIP service. Wow, it sure sounds like it. It's really incredible that you're doing it for anybody who wants to come to Israel. Right. One of the most important conversations we've had today. Uh, Tadarabam Malcolm Alamit. Thank With you pleasure. so much. All the best. Good luck. Great to have you here. More coming up. It's JM in the AM live from Yad Saraz. We celebrate 40 years of this amazing organization. And we have a big recommendation. Uh, the recommendation is if you're heading to Israel at any point um, and you want to see and enjoy a great day in Israel, come to the Yad Saraz Center. The Yefeinov stop on the Jerusalem light rail. It's right there. When you stop at Yefeinov, the building's right there. And you come, you visit, you see the visitor center, you check out what they have to offer, and you get to see and experience a tour that's inspiring, that's inspirational to say the least, informative, and entertaining. It's all happening here at Yad Sarah in Yerushalayim. You're coming here during the summer. Make it one of your stops. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with the star of last night's big production at Binyanei HaOman in honor of uh, Jerusalem 50. I'm referring to Yaakov Shweki, of course. Quite an event last evening. We're celebrating uh, Jerusalem 50, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Could you imagine that it's 50 years since the Six-Day War? That is hard to believe. We're also celebrating Yad Sarah 40. We're here in Jerusalem doing what we're recommending everybody else do, or everybody else does, and that's visit Yad Sarah see their visitor center, take advantage of their tour, and you'll actually see, it's not just audiovisual, you'll actually go around and see how the different departments work. You'll be eavesdropping, so to speak, on all the different departments and seeing a, a whole host of uh, volunteers taking care of a variety of uh, services here at Yad Sarah, including Sharona Sherman, who's with us. Sharona Sherman uh, directs, um, uh, directs rehab and, uh, help me with that, rehab and... Information, thank you. Wow. I think I could read my own handwriting now. <laughs> uh, rehab and information here at uh, Yad Sarah. First of all, welcome and uh, Chag Yerushalayim Sameach to you. Chag Yerushalayim Sameach to everyone. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, the first thing we'll talk about is actually the rehab services. I would imagine this is a very important part of what Yad Sarah does. After all, you want people back on their feet as soon as possible. And I would assume, especially here in Israel, uh, there's a whole variety of services available. There is a variety of services available, and we're equipped for people uh, who have finished the services in the organized fashion of uh, acute uh, rehabilitation in the hospitals or kupot cholim or places right. that we know of. They come back home and they realize that they're not fit to go back to the, be part of the working force and they have nowhere to go and nothing to do and they are not completely rehabilitated. What we offer them is daily services uh, from morning till the afternoon. Do they happen here? In yes, it happens in this building and in four other centers in the country, in Ra'anana, in Beresheva, in Rishon Lezion and in Netanya. At each center, we are equipped for up to 50 people to come daily. They get physiotherapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, um, garden therapy, music therapy, 
um, they get different types of arts and crafts, painting, and all different activities, social and physical and other types of rehabilitation to actually try to make the most of their potential. You probably have hundreds or maybe at this point thousands of stories of people whose lives have changed because of the therapies you just mentioned. Even music, even art, anything that might seem to people to be mundane activities, all of these therapies are very effective. Firstly, the people feel that they're part of a community. They feel that they have something to get up for in the morning. We feel that even by sustaining them, that is some type of rehabilitation. But we have the people that actually come here not being able to speak, and they learn to speak again. They right. just haven't been given the opportunity. We have people that come in on wheelchairs and actually are getting up and walking. It's just the practice and the exercise that their family members hasn't got the strength or the ability or the knowledge of how to continue it and how to do it and here they have the motivation other people see them we even have people in our rehab centers the volunteer in Yatsara we have people in the rehab centers that open up different types of activities within the rehab center and of course our ultimate aim is to get them back to the workforce <laughs> at the young age and that is the best story right mm. when they are 100% and ready to mm. rega regain and reuse all their activities and all their uh, uh, even functions. if they're not 100% it's to learn to cope with what they are and how they are and maximize their abilities and still be of value to society. Every intake, every case that's presented to you is completely different than the other one, right? It's all Basically, unique. everyone is unique and every case is unique. We have CVA cases, we have people after traumas, car right. accidents, we have people with genetic diseases, right. and each one manifests itself differently. Each one has different effects on the actual person, uh, their age. We have young mothers, we have um, people that uh, were at the height of a high-tech career and everything stopped. We have doctors, professors. Unfortunately, there are no rules about who, who gets sick and who doesn't. And um, we have exclusive groups. We help Parkinson people. We help people that have um, different types of sicknesses. Basically, we cater for people above the age of 21. And uh, we don't limit their time span to be at the rehab center so they can get as much value out of it as possible. So if somebody's 100% healthy, they should be very thankful. Absolutely. Always. Uh, Sharona Sherman's with us. The Yad Sarah Family Center, what happens there on a regular basis? We have a family center that deals with um, treatment of family violence, of all types of violences, if it's physical, if it's uh, emotional, wow. if it's financial, sexual, all types of uh, abuses. Um, uh, we deal with about 400 people yearly, of which at least a third are men that come in to have treatment. I'm not giving the percentages of how many of them are the abusers right. or the abused. Understood. The, um, the, um, we do individual treatments, we do group treatments. We've actually adapted the world-renowned AA. Um, Alcohol Anonymous Very courses well 12 steps right. for the use of treating uh, family violence and it's very very effective for believing that violence is a type of a um, uh, addiction and um, that people can overcome that people can overcome you can learn how right. to cope with it learn how to, to manage, it. Uh, manage it and learn how to make it less and less of course and for the person who's being abused to learn how to defend themselves how to cope with it how to react to it to try and um, 
prevented from continuing. We also do a lot of prevention work, excuse me, in the communities. We go to schools, we go to teachers, Mm. we go to um, all different types of uh, rabbis in the community to educate them that people should be aware, they should be able to observe, to notice, to understand what is violence, how to cope with it and who to turn to. Uh, finally, the Children's Enrichment Center under your guidance. Uh, what's that all about? The, we have a Children's Play Center, unique. It's a parent-child play center where we have any child that has any type of developmental uh, delay. It can be very, very slight to having um, slow motor movements to something much more acute like uh, even an autistic child. And we try to develop them through play. Play being the main activity of a child right through their life, like work is for an adult. Uh, Play is a very, very significant part of their life. Very often we have children that come into a room and even a parent plays with them and it didn't work. What went wrong? Was the game too long? Was it too hard? Was the child hungry? Was the child uh, not interested? Uh, We try to help the parents. We try to guide them. We try to give them the tools to be able to develop their quality time with the child and uh, what to do. We have all the games. We have games. We have um, uh, fine motor equipment. We have gross motor equipment, outdoor equipment, computers, arts and crafts. And we also have a... um, drama room where the child can dress up and pretend anything and often there we learn the most about the child. Um, Where are you from originally? Australia. And uh, how long ago did you move to Israel? Oh, close to 40 years. So you are another uh, Ola. Ola Chadashah. Every time I make a mistake in Hebrew, I can remind <laughs> everybody that yeah. I'm an Ola Chadashah. Convenient excuse, huh? <laughs> uh, another yeah. one of the great Olim that is making a contribution to Israeli I society. I hope so. I how hope is so. the Australian Olim community? Is it large? Unbelievably large. Really? And it's uh, quite ironic because there is such a fantastic... Um, fantastic economic life in Australia, but still it's a very Zionistic community. And all over the state, you'll find people from Australia all over Israel? All over Israel. A pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. Sharona Sherman directs rehab and information here at Yad Sarah. We're celebrating Yad Sarah 40 on this unique broadcast from the Yad Sarah headquarters in Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem 50 week here at JM in the AM as we meet some of the amazing people that keep this state uh, going, and in this case, from the heart of Yerushalayim. Those of you out there who are heading to Yerushalayim at any point in the next few weeks, especially during the summer months, you want to make sure to put Yad Sarah on your list of places to visit because they have an incredible visitor center, wonderful information, very inspiring and entertaining. And you get to see the building and all the different departments up close and personal, not just through film and media. Uh, Come, you'll be inspired. You'll want to support this great cause. That I can guarantee you. More coming up. It is Yerushalayim 50, Yad Sarah 40, here at JM in the AM. Hashem, 
J.M. in the A.M., Lulei Hamanti, that's Diaspora, and you are listening to an amazing celebration of uh, Jerusalem 50. That's right, Jerusalem 50. This week is a remarkable week in the Holy City. What's even more remarkable is who we just bumped into that's joining me on the air. How we found him <laughs> as a guest, I have no idea. Uh, I can't even imagine the last time that uh, Yigal Siegel was with us on the show, certainly not in person. Is anything? Uh, you, do you recall anything that would uh, jog my memory? Have we ever met? <laughs> I want you to know you've you've uh, helped me uh, realize a lifelong dream. By the way, and that is spending time with Yoni Pollock. No, <laughs> you and you and thousands of others. <laughs> that's all they want to do is hang around. When was the last time I was in the air? I don't know, but it's been a while. Yad Sarah is celebrating forty, and one of the people who is um, helping them do it is Yigal Siegel here in Jerusalem. Still living in Jerusalem after all these years. How do you like that? Yes, sir. Uh, and one of the things he's been focused on is the Urgent Care Center, which is opening this summer. I would assume that summer visitors would be able to see at least part of the Urgent Care Center. Am I right? Well, we're planning on opening in July. And uh, between July and August, it's going to be just you know, getting things uh, moving, you know, seeing how things are working. So, yeah. Between, uh, between July and August, for sure, people can come in. You know, one might think that at some point, Uri Lopolyansky would say, you know what, we've done enough, <laughs> we have enough services, we have enough buildings, we have enough facilities around the country, and, you know, we've, we've really done pretty well with this little project I have called Yad Sarah, named for his grandmother, if I'm not mistaken, Correct, right? Yes. Uh, so, you know, we really, uh, but, but no, instead he says, let's take, uh, let's take a, a piece of property, Let's uh, ask people to support in the millions a brand new project called the Urgent Care Center. I know that the name you would think would describe its mission to everybody, but just in case, what will the Urgent Care Center address? What type of problems here in Jerusalem? Well, basically in Jerusalem, there's a, I mean, I think in, in New York as well, there's problems with emergency room lines and just people being seen. Right. Um, so that's one issue that uh, that Uri thought was uh, was important to address, that there'd be more of an opportunity for people who don't necessarily have um, uh, things that require hospitalization or require a hospital to take care of it, that uh, they can come to a place like this and, and, and take care of it. But more importantly, there, there are certain areas in the hospitals, and the hospitals themselves 
uh, would admit to this, that there, there are no specialists uh, who are available 24 hours a day or at the times where people need them, like an OBGYN or a pediatrician. So one of the main things that we're going to be doing here is to try and provide those services, at least at the beginning, from uh, around 5 p.m. to 12 uh, midnight, when the, um, the Kupot, the regular um, healthcare um, office is closed. And uh, those, those specialists will be here on staff. And so if people who need a specialist for a child or for a woman would be able to come here to take care of it. All right. That's the goal of the Urgent Care Center. Uh, if they're opening in July, it means tremendous progress has been made over the last few months. Well, you yourself, I think, uh, did you... Uh, we certainly saw it from the outside in terms of the progress that's being made. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're already... Uh, <laughs> they're moving? I mean, it's uh, like, you know, even before he thought about it, they started building. I mean, <laughs> that's the way it works here. But uh, the idea is that uh, besides the fact that uh, we're going to have uh, these specialists, but we're going to have ultrasound machines and an x-ray machine, uh, people to put casts on. I mean, all these different rooms have to be set up in a certain way, especially the x-ray room. You know, that's something which uh, requires uh, a little more of a of a professional uh, um, input, expertise, uh, yeah. so expertise. So there, uh, we're working very closely with Shari Tzedek. And in fact, uh, most of our staff will come from Shari Tzedek, and they've been extremely helpful in terms of helping to set up uh, the computer system and just a, a lot of different details that you don't realize go into uh, a, a center like this. But it, uh, it's something, uh, thank God, it's really working out. Yigal Siegel is here in the Yad Sarah lobby as we talk about the urgent care center, which will be opening in just a couple of months, and we'll be addressing all these needs here in Israel. Do you remember anything about life in the United States? Because I'm worried, I shouldn't say worried, I'm wondering if you can compare any of these medical experiences that you've seen and experienced in Israel to what is uh, what we would call you know, common medical practice in the U.S. Are there a lot of things happening in Israel that, in your opinion, we don't know the benefits of, that we have not really taking advantage of in the U.S.? Is it very different, the whole experience? I mean, what, what have you seen over the years? I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, since I haven't been there in 12 years and Obamacare has, uh, has kind of changed right. things tremendously, but I think uh, specifically in emergency rooms, we have personal experience with uh, people having to wait for 72 hours in the hallway of a hospital in New York, right. which happens here as well. I mean, we just had a, a story with a friend of ours who was in the emergency room for literally for three days, you know, just because there was no room in the hospital and then kind of like fell through the cracks. So that happens in... You know, I think everywhere. I think that's uh, part and of the reason we're doing this. And this type of center can alleviate that type of situation. Well, we're hoping. We're hoping, obviously, that it helps in terms of wait time. One of the things that Yatsura is famous for, as you've seen, is the tremendous uh, volunteer effort that uh, that they have. They have over 6,000 6, volunteers all across the country. So one of the ideas that we have is to have volunteers on 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 the site to, to kind of be there with patients who need help, whether it's because of language difficulties, whether it's just because they're alone. Uh, which is, is an accepted practice in America with patient advocates. Right. So I think that uh, that's a new, a new type of thing that we're trying to introduce here also. Uh, has any one donor or family taken special interest in the brand new urgent care center? There hasn't been one specific donor who's stepped up yet to, to say that they want to name it or take it on upon themselves to, to support it. There's definitely support for it. There's no question that... Uh, that uh, we're seeing that people are very interested in supporting it, but we're, you know, there's no question that we need, uh, we need a lot more support to make it a reality. And well, the truth is, to make it a reality is not an issue. That's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, it, there's no question that it's going to get done. But uh, in terms of uh, support, we're always looking for, for people who want to make it uh, 
make it their project. And we're talking about a facility based on the Atsara track record, which, after all, celebrating 40 years today. Uh, we're talking about a facility that will be a landmark, most likely, in Jerusalem for a long time to come. Well, the facility is here. It's right here. Right. We're right on the first floor. It's uh, 700 meters. It's uh, just a few yards from us here. Right. Um, if I told you it will exist 40 years from now, you'd probably believe it, right? Yeah. yeah. I would, yeah it's it's going to be around for a while. <laughs> So people know that their investment's going to go a long way. Egal Siegel is here. We know him as uh, somebody who's been key to the Nachum Siegel network over the years. In addition, we know him as uh, somebody who has uh, begun a relationship with Yad Sarah and has really introduced a lot of different things already to our audience over the last few weeks. We are recommending that people who are coming to Israel during the summer. You Are you in touch with anybody anymore that comes to Israel during the summer? Or you're just basically... From where exactly? From different parts of the United States or maybe uh, other players. Well, it's no quite... You experienced it yourself. I mean, the, right. the visitor center here, um, it, it, it's just unbelievable what you can see in, in an hour and a half. And honestly, an hour and a half, you, you need like a year and a half to be able to go just through this building I, I, I tell my friends here, and you know, as long I've been working here, how many days is it in Neomer? So um, <laughs> I've been working, right? So I think 43 <laughs> days I've been working, but um, every day I kind of experience something new. Like uh, I just I made a wrong turn the other day, <laughs> and I ended up in a, in in the salt room. Have you ever heard of the salt room? The now? salt room. The salt cheder melach. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. It's a room that has a floor that's made of salt. You can't go in with regular shoes. You have to take your shoes off and put on different shoes. The idea is from someone with asthma or breathing problems sits in the room for a half hour, an hour, whatever it is, and it helps them breathe. And they have that here. <laughs> wow. I, I honestly made a wrong turn. I came to the salt room. I created my own salt room at home. <laughs> <laughs> I line up all the salt shakers. You, can, you should see what it looks like. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's tell I tell you, it's really something. And, you know, you had the, uh, the gentleman on before about the, uh, about the repair shop. Right. I, it's it's unbelievable. And have you been there? Have you been enough? I, I saw the repair shop in action, and it's just uh, I mean, mind-boggling. It's, it's it's like a, it's like a factory going over there, and it's just and 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 everyone here. You saw from everyone who's been on the air so far, and, and anyone who knows anything about Yatsura, everyone is doing this out of love. I mean, it's it might be a job, but it's out of love. It's it's exactly what people feel when they come into this building, and you see it on every floor and every room. You see all the people coming in and out, borrowing uh, equipment and and going to rehab and doing all the things they're doing. It's all out of love uh, that the people here are, are, are working with them. It's really something. So those of you out there, back to my point, those of you out there in the diaspora, so to speak, if you're visiting Israel at any point, especially this summer, right, a lot of people will be taking advantage of coming to Israel during the summer, uh, put Yad Sarah on your list of places to go to. Yeah. First of all, it's air-conditioned. Yeah. That's a big advantage. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's around an hour and a half, two hours uh, that you can... Heart of Jerusalem. On the light rail. Right off the light rail. It's really extremely easy to get here. Even Yoni made it. Yeah, and earlier than us. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the idea is that from the, from the film that you see, from the different films you see, you, get a, you just get a taste for what they do here, and it, it really gives you a very, very nice uh, picture of the entire Yad Sarah, um, idea of being, you know, being, uh, being someone who does chesed for other people. And it's a lot something. of audiovisual visitor centers are only audiovisual. Here you get to see the film and the presentation. In addition, you get to eavesdrop, as I like to say, on the different departments and see what they're doing right. on a regular day. That's right. You can even cool off in uh, other ways, as you That's know. That's right. A lot of interesting stuff there in the audiovisual room. <laughs> All right. So uh, you, you know what you got to do, everybody. You have to uh, contact Yad Sarah, set up a tour. You can go to their website, and, of course, you can be in touch with us. And we'll tell you exactly how to do it, how to set it up. It's really easy, and you'll be able to come visit Yad Sarah in Jerusalem. Uh, you'll be uh, mesmerized by the work that they're doing on a regular basis. Uh, so many of the things that they do we spoke about today, and a lot of things they don't do. 
the opposite. A lot of things we didn't speak about today are being done here. We can't co cover everything. That would be impossible. Uh, so make sure to contact Yatsara and uh, be in touch for your summer tour and for your special visit. Uh, you can bring an entire group, your family, all ages, by the way. It appeals to, to kids, to everybody. We oh, yeah, there's no earlier. question about it. No all ages will it. enjoy it. Uh, Yigal Sigal, I thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, it's very nice meeting you. Uh, you did very well. More coming up <laughs> as we continue on a Tuesday celebrating Yad Sarah 40. You're listening to JM in the AM. Hey, Rafa, 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 hey,
JM in the AM. Want to remind those who uh, were not able to um, support the uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting last week during our during our big fundraiser to do so by um, by going to the FJB website fjbunity.org fjbunity.org. You can um, uh, support our uh, fundraising campaign, which uh, ended with a great total this past Friday, and we thank you for keeping our programming going, of course, each and every day on the Nahum Siegel Network. Speaking of which, network programming includes JM Rewind. Some of our uh, favorite interviews of the week will feature uh, at 9 o'clock this morning or after JM in the AM. We call it JM Rewind. Uh, coming up on uh, Live Lunch, ZK is going to continue our tribute to Yerushalayim with a... Live lunch presentation from 11 until 1 o'clock today. Tomorrow we are live from the balcony of Eishat Torah. Could you imagine? We'll be there with our friends from Amit. It's going to be an amazing show celebrating Jerusalem 50 on Yom Yerushalayim itself. You don't want to miss it. You want to make sure to be tuned in. We'll learn a lot about Amit and we'll certainly celebrate Jerusalem together. Make sure to be part of it with us from the balcony of... Um, Torah, and we will be Facebook living. We will be Facebook living for you to enjoy the entire presentation uh, up close and personal. Uh, later in the week, the uh, One Israel Fund and Atarit Karnim, they'll be with us as we continue to um, uh, present Yom Yushalayim 50 here at JM in the AM. There are a couple of events that I wanted to mention. Oh, first of all, I want to wish a Mazel Tov to the most in Schoenfeld families. The wedding is tonight. The wedding is tonight. We'd be there if not. Yeah, the wedding's tonight. We'd be there if not for this trip. Uh, but Jordan or Yehuda Avraham most was extremely uh, understanding. We told him we'd be here for Yom Yerushalayim. To the most in Schoenfeld families, we say Mazda and a special Mazda to our friends Linda and Jordan. Uh, Devora and Ezi are getting married this evening. We say Mazalto from all of us here at JM in the AM. Reminder Yeshiva Dakota is their big dinner tonight happening at Lincoln Square Synagogue. You can go to the Yeshiva Dakotel website and make your reservation for this evening. That's the 50th anniversary dinner of Yeshiva Dakotel. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, also, we remind you uh, that uh, B'nai Akiva has their 50th anniversary, the reunification of Yerushalayim dinner coming up tomorrow night. That's happening in New York City at the Museum of Jewish Heritage at Battery Place. B'nai Dak, Shmuel, and Shlomo Nemet and Shlomo Weisberg are all honorees. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. There are a lot of great um, events that are going on that we want to emphasize because even if you're not in Yerushalayim this week and even if you're not listening to us, there are events that will help you commemorate Yom Yerushalayim that are going on in New York City and that area. Uh, other stuff going on around the country. Please take advantage and celebrate Yerushalayim as we highly recommend. We also have a, um, a strong recommendation this morning about Yad Sarah 40. Uri Lapolyansky 40 years ago started a medical equipment lending service to address one need in the community, one need in Yerushalayim, in this holy city. And today, 106, 107, I've lost count, branches around the country, thousands of volunteers, an incredible effort. And one of the people who's really given us a perspective today on all of this is David Rothner. Uh, David, David Rothner is a spokesman for Yad Sarah, has been with the organization for for 20 years, you have this microphone for 20 years, and uh, you join me in again highly recommending the Yad Sarah Visitor Center to anybody coming from outside of Israel to visit. It's inspiring, it's interesting, it's, um, 
It's a tour that uh, people won't forget. And it's entertaining. Entertaining. People also <laughs> cry. Maybe they'll have a cry. They'll have a tear or two. They'll be emotional. And they'll also smile and laugh. I think the, the combination is an outstanding combination, no, no, no question and it's about an that. opportunity to see the uh, Israeli society in its best. Now it is, and I don't know if anywhere, of any country, but Israel or any people, but the Jewish people could do what Uri and all the people involved in the Atzara over these 40 years have done. Uh, wrap it up for us. What are some of the things that we should uh, tie things up with today? First of all, some of the services that we uh, unfortunately didn't have time to speak sure. about, but they are important. First of all, um, I would say maybe the second or third uh, most popular service is the transportation service. Right. We mentioned it with the tourists. Correct. But um, it's a public transportation for people uh, confined to wheelchairs. Every day they can take advantage of it. Every day, um, and they do. I mean, uh, over um, 150,000 pe uh, um, people trips, trips uh, around the year. It could be for um, entertainment. It could be uh, to a bar, bar mitzvah, a wedding. It could be um, just to the mall. It could be to a concert. It could be to a medical uh, treatment. Basically, uh, ins people... Uh, the transportation here in Israel isn't always ex equipped uh, for people in wheelchairs. And without this service, they're confined to their homes. It's like being in jail. Right. And the whole idea of Yad is to enable people with a disability to be part of the society. And this is one of the services that um, fulfills that uh, purpose, that goal. And um, from 6 o'clock till after midnight... People order uh, the transportation service, and they go wherever they want, and it enables them to be part of the part of the community, part of the society. Amazing! I'm telling you, that's just one. Service. That's one service. We didn't speak about our, our dental um, service. We have a dental clinic. We have a dental clinic, and we have two or three or four mobile um, uh, little. Uh, to go vans to people's homes. To go to people's homes that cannot receive um, um, treatment in uh, the clinic. I don't have to um, describe, everyone could imagine, you or anyone who's listening to us now, what happens when you have a toothache. It, it's not only the tooth, it's the whole body, it's the whole feeling. And for the elderly, they all, obviously they need um, also uh, have to take in consideration all the other medical. Sure. Uh, and we have dentists that volunteer. And um, they come here to the clinic and they go to people's homes. Um, it's an opportunity to thank uh, the Helmsley uh, um, foundation yeah, that um, helped us um, with the two mobile uh, clinics, uh, vans, and we go to people's homes. We give them all the treatments. So they're taking dental appointments. Dental appointments <laughs> also. That's uh, when I when I and I take people take people around. I said, oh, so I'm taking you now to to a room, or that's it's more than a room. It's to the whole uh, to the floor. And I say I, I understand that you know people have uh, the emotional problem <laughs> going in, right? and they come in and they, they come in and they they smell and they say, oh, oh what's this? I said, this, yeah, this is a dental clinic, and it, obviously they're very surprised. Uh, and another service that we didn't uh, have a uh, time to speak about is the legal aid. Wow. Um, lawyers volunteer. I'm talking about um, about uh, 30 um, branches here at Yatsara, all over the country, and lawyers volunteer for the elderly. Many times, um, the old elderly have their problems with their neighbors. Many times, with their children, and then afraid to go to lawyers. They're afraid that they'll uh, give them some uh, a bill that they they're not familiar with with, with these sums, and and they have also the emotional um, uncomfortability with. And going and approaching lawyers. Right. So here we have also volunteers who come and um, give the legal aid. And that's what I always say. So to, to volunteer at Yad Sarah, you don't have to volunteer five days a week from nine to five. A lawyer could come and say, listen, every two weeks I'll come for one shift. And a driver of the transportation service could say, I'm coming one evening a week. 
And the lending service, they come and they say, okay, I have a shift uh, once a week for, for four hours. And everyone could find their opportunity to come and volunteer. And I say, yeah, Tzara is like, it's, it's like a triangle. So first of all, we have the people that we, the, 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 the disabled people, the people that we help. And that's, that's the main goal of, of Yad Tzara, helping any kind of, any, any person who has some kind of a disability um, to cope with and to be part of the community. And then we have the volunteers and then we have the donors. And all together, it's, it's important to, to mention that Yad Tzara is um, not funded by the Israeli government. Right, not a penny. And everything is from, from donors. Right. It, could be, it could be children who collected money right. in, in, in class and from in Tzedakah box. From a box to a big check. Exactly, and then Parapi and children, Barabat Mitzvah, they collect right. money for, for their project, and it could be uh, people who inherit part of their, um, right. in their will. Right. And, and what's amazing is, is that so many people were helped by Yad Tzara, so they feel that this is a good, a good sure. deed to, to donate to. And, and that's how Yatsara grows. It's the volunteers, it's the donors, and it's always what we say in Hebrew from Sefer Tehilim, Olam Chesed People in the world, we can't live on our own. We always have to, we have to uh, associate. We have to, we have to, we're connected to other people. And, that, and many times, we could help other people, and other people could help us. And that's what makes the world go around. That's sure. really what's made the, the, the world uh, go around. And that's what's special with Yatsara. And and it's amazing, if we go back to the, the foundation of Uri Lepolyansky and his wife, Michal, we should give her credit too. Sure. Um, they still have a branch in their home. Right. And the, their inspiration to so many people, it's like it's, it's, an, it's an endless chain it's of infectious. chesed um, that's, that goes on and on. And, and you see it here in the Jewish popula- population. And we didn't speak about the, the branches that Yatsarai has in the non-Jewish population. Right. Um, uh, Servicing cities. everybody. Service everyone. We talk about that. We, we started out, if you remember, with the um, uh, biographies of, of, and we have in Ixal. Ixal is a Druze um, a city up north near, near Haifa. And they're starting their uh, projects of, uh, for the homebound um, stories. Uh, because they also, Im- it's important for them also to keep their heritage, um, sure. and it goes on and on and on. And we have uh, uh, representatives from all over the world who come and see what's done here at Yad Salah because it's an opportunity. People are as uh, people are living longer, and first of all, they need to volunteer so that there's something for them to do. And how do you cope with 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 so many older people? And Yad Salah has a solution, also helping them and also making them part of the society. And that's the story of Yad Salah. I thank you for uh, helping us uh, get a perspective. Uh, on let this me thank you, Nachum, and your uh, outstanding staff here um, for coming uh, to Yad Salah headquarters in Jerusalem. Really appreciate and, it. And um, you're welcome, and everyone else is welcome uh, to come again. Yeah, and we strongly recommend it. Check it out, everybody. You can search Yad Salah online, and you could certainly uh, spend some time here uh, when you get to Yerushalayim. They're celebrating their 40th anniversary, and it's time for you uh, to take advantage of their invitation and come see their visitor center and experience Yad Sarah. More coming up as we wrap up JM in the AM on this Tuesday morning from Yerushalayim. <laughs> Tashmi ain't no me pee, 
Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing uh, Yad Sarah 40, Jerusalem 50 program here from Jerusalem. Day two of our Yerushalayim visit, a great success. Thank you to our friends at World Mizrahi. YY50 off to an incredible start. Tonight is Yom Yerushalayim. Take advantage of the tefillot services and celebrations taking place in your area. Tomorrow we're on the balcony, live from the balcony on a Wednesday afternoon uh, from Aisha Toro with our friends at Amit. It's going to be a very inspiring show. You'll be able to watch the entire thing on Facebook Live and see what we see as we overlook Harabayat. A big thank you to everybody at Yad Saran. A big thank you to our incredible staff 
for yet another amazing show on the road, in this case, from the holy city of Jerusalem. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. 